Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. So is email the bane of your existence? Hate it. Can't stand it. Was there a time that you couldn't wait for the, the nope. notification to just ding and you're nope. like, I got email. No, and do you want to know why I don't like email? Of course. Okay, so I'm I'm 55, and I think I'm of that generation because I watched email come in. And I saw people's work day change to instead of being productive and getting something done and accomplishing things, I saw them going, oh, well, I got to spend two hours checking my emails. Well, that's two hours. You could have done something else. It just turned into a lot of busy work and I don't like busy work. It's kind of like I don't like clutter. And we'll talk about the workstation here. Although I'm trying to help clean it, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I, I, I'm trying to help clean it because I was telling you our studio's been busy lately, and that, there's there's stuff stacked up everywhere in here today. That it's little like pile crazy. of yeah. chocolate covered raisins. Oh, they, I, I, I already got gone. rid of those. They're gone, so I'm cleaning things up. You you didn't know there was a memo, an email that sent that was sent out about the chocolate covered raisins. It's actually, mice. So you didn't to know oh, there was no, mice. No, yeah. I, I yeah. did not. But but email to me has turned into just busy work and. I know people that will spend two hours of their work day. First thing they do when they get to work in the morning. I put my is, hand up, by the yep, way. Yep, is go through emails, and most of it is to do what? Delete. Yes. Spam, advertising. My, my number one. Stuff that's not important. For the future, for AI, is to help me with my email. So you're going to turn AI over to... Making important decisions because no. there are some decisions that come. I mean, there are things you need in email, which but there's still a lot of stuff that gets through filters and well, things. But I have a super secret double probation email that I'm like, yeah, just okay. If you need to get a hold of me, send me right. Well, I mean, usually shoot me a text. Or it had gotten so bad that. I tell people to, hey, when you shoot me an email with what I need to read or, or the information I need or a contract, text me and tell me you sent it because that way I won't miss it right. because some things pop into spam or when you're bulk deleting crap, it's it's easy to accidentally I, delete something I you have need. deleted many things that I shouldn't have deleted because you get in this like delete, delete, and you just start going, you're yeah. rapid deleting, right? You're just like getting rid of stuff. I hate. So I have. That's why I don't like email. Nine email accounts, I think now. And I think I know six of them. Six. <laughs> unfortunately, you do. And what's so funny about it is that some people have me in there at six different email addresses, so they send the same email to six different places. Ah. <laughs> which, which I know what they're doing. They're like making sure that I'm going to get it right. But it irritates me when I go to the next email box. And I'm like, no, Steve, send me the same email. Oh, no, it wasn't this me. One. I, know, I don't I'm do just, that. No, just, it wasn't me. I know. I'm just using you because I don't want to throw other people under the bus. But Feel free. Throw but, them under the bus. 
Anyway, so that that does frustrate. See, that's me why it's like, okay, shoot me a text, let me know you sent me something, yeah. and then yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I or if it's something you want to discuss, instead of sending an email, why don't you call me? I like to hear your voice. Have you give me a call? So Let's I, chat. I, I'm just thinking about from the '90s to now, right? So in the early '90s, when AOL comes out. And when you got an Ding. when you got an email that said You've got you mail. got mail, that's right. It actually said that there was this mail voice that said you got mail, and and you it was like an earworm forever. Your your ear would actually at least mine would like oh I got email yeah. oh you know this was just so cool and immortalized and, in a certain Meg Ryan movie. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and all that yeah. stuff right. But it was one of those things, you know, and and now I wish I could take my email client and make it physical and skip it across a river because it drives me insane. I just it it's it literally is the bane of my existence. Thousands of emails a day, and I, I'm sure I delete ninety five percent of them. And now you're like I am, and you do a lot of stuff on your phone. Not as much as you think, really. Though. I mean, I, I'm. I'm not a big phone. I'm not a fan of using the phone. I use it out of necessity. Right. Well, like I said, if I, if my phone screen was bigger, I would use my phone probably 99% of the time. Right. Because, right. But it's screen size for yes, me. So. It, it, that's exactly right. So, and, and trying to type with two thumbs. Although I just got oh my this goodness. new offer in for, for an upgrade. And now it's like a kind of a tablet Chromebook thing from Samsung where you can mirror your phone and your tablet and it's kind of cool. I might have to look at that. They've had that for a little while. I know, actually. but yeah. it's now functional. Yeah, I mean, in fact, you can mirror your, your phone to your computer screen now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, this I think... This is a functional version though because there were some constraints before. Sure. But it, my question is though, do you have your notifications on or off? Most of them, no. I have most of my notifications turned off. Yeah, because that would drive me. I I don't even get text messages. But even with that, I still have. I mean, at any given time, I'm just holding my they phone pop up, up right but now. I'm like, I don't need. I mean, the these game. are all the notifications that are pending on my phone right now, and I just cleared them off like eight minutes ago, yeah. right, right before we came on the air. So it's still significant. You probably average about three or four a minute. It's it's insane. If I had if I had this thing turned on right now, all it would do is ding, 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 ding. nonstop. I, so I, I, I was in a meeting. I, I can't do that. Last night at the end of the day, and uh, um, when do you sleep? At normal times. Yeah, but you're into the day. It's like oh, I meet well, at ten o'clock. Yeah, but I'm talking about five o'clock, o'clock yesterday. So. Um, but yeah, I, I was in this meeting. I forgot to silence my phone, and <laughs> after like two minutes, I'm like, I have to. I'm sorry, I have to turn this off because the, the phone rang twice in that period, and it just kept dinging nonstop. Come on, Marlo, church rules. Got to turn it off. Turn it off. I agree. I agree. I always turn it off when I go into meetings because it's just Sally, too disruptive. Now, do you turn yours off so you're not distracted by it, or do you just put it to vibrate? I turn it. I, oh, I don't turn it off. I just yeah. I, I don't even right. turn it to vibrate. I just turn that off too. So there's, there's the no and yeah there's because because no... the vibration too. I mean that's that's a distraction too. It just it'll vibrate over to the side all the time. I just don't even want to look at it. I want to pay yeah, attention. But you, to but you the have person. a watch. I do have watch, a watch, and you get the notifications on your watch. The only notification to my watch is text and Slack. Slack. So I use we use Slack for inner office communication. Mm. So if Slack goes off, 
you know, on my watch, then I know it's important, right? Texting would be secondary to that because not a lot of people actually use, I don't give my phone number out to a lot of people. Um, not that it doesn't ring all the time, but I don't. And because of that, I don't get, I, I would say, I, I probably average like you in text. I just. I can share it right now if you. So that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I don't mind when people call me. Well, so this is what I was getting to, by the way. It's kind of funny that we've gone from the 90s to where we are now, where we make appointments to make phone calls. Or video calls. Whatever you're doing for yeah. a call, right? Zoom. I find it I find it ironic Zoom. that we just don't pick up the phone and call people anymore. We used to do that. We also used to have everybody's number memorized. Yes. We don't do that either. I don't know if I even know four numbers anymore. I think I know four or five. I know my mom's. That's important. I know one number here, and I don't even know my other office numbers. Oh, jeez. If you asked me, like, what my Bismarck office number was, I couldn't give it to you, or my other companies couldn't give it to you. Don't know. I have no clue. I remember the number I grew up with. I remember one of my best friends from high school because I remember the mnemonic trick back. You remembered the pattern on the phone. No, well, with the punch keys. Oh, yeah, you had punch keys. I had, yeah. I had dial. Well, I remember we'd start with dial, but um, I I remember my friend's pattern. So, doot, doot, in row up here, over there. That I, So, I remember that number just because of the pattern. Don't ask me what it is unless I'm looking at a keypad. Then I can give you the yeah. number. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, we I know mine. We don't even use our. We don't I know even, my wife's. We don't even use our brain power anymore to remember phone numbers. It took me a long time to remember my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, hi. Years. Well, and this is the thing. I mean, now now we can just say, I can when I'm in my car, I can say, call Steve. And it'll call you or text you. You mean I could say, call Marlo? And it will text you. Wow. I know. It's kind of cool, right? So, you know, don't, don't always, if, if it looks like I'm rambling on for a long time in a text to you, no, I'm in my car texting talking. you because yeah. I'm talking. Text the talk. See, yeah. I use that feature all the time. I think it's great. Because yeah. I, I, I wind up texting a lot and just different work and people and stuff. And, and I use talk to text endlessly I spent, I, I, best feature ever i drove i had a two-hour drive the other evening and i spent the entire two hours just catching up on text and phone calls now and i loved it it's i just love road trips because and I you don't have to read to, text because it can it plays back in play the car. It back for you in and the then car. ask do you want to respond yes i do steve i don't like you very much thanks for texting me all right all right just because I ate your chocolate-covered raisins. Yeah, Sorry. you should have left me one. I know. Well, I'm trying to clean up. I it's appreciate just... that. You can start eating the paper next <laughs> because there's a lot of that on the on the desk. Hey, I was reading an article a couple of weeks back about a lady who ate toilet paper. I don't. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, Let's not go there. Yeah. It was new. <laughs> wasn't used. That's 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 bad. I had to research and find out. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah that's probably why I, what everybody did. is, is Like 40 ridiculous. pounds a year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she went to town. Wow, wow. Well, by the way, thanks for joining us on the Tech Ranch today. Is that where we are? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just, we just got we right right before we went on the air. You were talking about your email, and just like, oh, we'll just keep going. I with didn't that, even bring so. it up. Somebody in your office. Yeah. Went, um, you hate email. Yeah. 
And you do. Well, she said, I hate technology. I don't hate technology. I love technology. Yeah. So you have, you have an eight gig a month plan on your phone. I do. And you find that sufficient for me, <laughs> but I work off a of Wi-Fi a I, lot too. I'm only laughing because I know it's, it's for you, but maybe not for the significant person. Right. Life, and, right? and while this last month we happen to have gone like 10% left with 10 yeah. days left. Yeah. So what do you do in that instance? I shut my data off. That's it. Simple yeah. as that. Interesting. Well, I don't. The Tech Ranch. Divorce. Get back to discovering the latest in technology with the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. Well, as you know, I was in Vegas. I've been down there since they lit up the sphere. You were there for a long time this time. Long time. Yeah. Um, have you seen images? So did, of- you, did you bring up the idea, by the way, of, of not having windows in hotel rooms in Las Vegas? No. All the money they'd save? No. I gave that to you last I week. Know. You didn't pass that along? You make it sound like I'm connected with every architect and every whatever in Vegas. I'm not, just so you know. What's that friend of yours name? Bugsy, I think. It's <laughs> Lefty. What to- it would be. It would certainly be helpful this time of year. My goodness, so that's when that sun came up in the morning. Whoa. A little toasty. The in the air just cannot keep up for about three or four hours. But yeah. it doesn't get, it hardly gets below 100, you know, during the night. So it's, it's a little warm right now. So you were in Las Vegas for National Hot Dog Day and I, and I left on National Hot Dog Day. Left on National Hot Dog Day and we were talking about some of the food. You know what foods do not deserve a national day? <laughs> oh, by the way, welcome to the Tech Ranch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Steve and I just haven't been together for a while. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so there should never be a national gas station sushi day. Oh, or a ding, national ding, ding. gas station deviled egg day. Ding, ding, ding. There, I'm just saying. You know what? What What amazes me is that they have these things at some of these gas stations. Somebody must be buying this stuff. Oh yeah, they get rid of it because the the floor space in a gas station is crazy profitable. It's gold. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very gold. gold. So you you need to be putting stuff in there that's worthwhile to have yeah, there. Turn and burn. So I cannot believe that there would be sushi in these places. Oh, or deviled are. eggs. Oh yeah, yeah. You trust that? No. 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 What could go wrong? No. <laughs> what, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Let me count the ways. Hey, I just thought of a brand new calendar for you. What's that? National not day calendar. Not day. Things that should never oh, have yeah, their yeah. own day. Yeah. That's funny. They should never have their own day. It should just be a, maybe we could just have that as a section on the website or something. Maybe. Yeah. These are the things that will never this get will a never get a day because yeah. it's just wrong. And we're, and we're open for your suggestions as well. Yeah, yeah. which have people can reach form. out to the Tech Ranch. That's, now. Act, that's actually kind of funny. Yeah, that you say that. Yeah, they can come to our new website and check yeah. all that. Which stuff is out. the Exactly. And, and, soon, and we take your comments, and if there's topics you want us to talk about yeah. and discuss, and yeah, inclu- including our favorite Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> yeah, thin mints in the freezer. Well, we are going to talk about some tech today. Well, We've got tree foils the- out there too, which are kind of like Lorna Dunes, which are really good dunking in milk. I'll just take your word for it because I've never had any of this. What's a Lorna Dune? Uh, it's a shortbread cookie. What's the other one that you talked about in front of that tree foils, which is the Girl Scout version of that, which you have on the table. Oh, you didn't notice that? I didn't. I just noticed okay. you were walking with a limp today. You need milk, though. You got to have milk. You need tech for your knee. Milk. Milk. I, I'm gonna My wife goes, you said milk. Milk. There's no E in it. I was That's like, right. It's milk. Milk. 
I'm going to get to use some nanobots for that knee. Really? You know, go in there and they'll fix them up. Put my cartilage back? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. But from from nanobots to the fourth world's largest crane. What? Yeah. Did so they you drive use, by that on your way back? They use the fourth fourth largest crane in the world to put the sphere together in. Is it sphere? How do you sphere. say that? Sphere. It's kind of a There's tough no word. There's no V in it. It's kind of you're sphere. You're not Finnish. Yeah, you're right. So why am I doing that? Sphere. 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 It's an F. Sphere. 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 Thanks for the language lesson. Wow. It's amazing that I do radio, right? I, with the <laughs> Swedish accent? Yeah. Audible. I would make a great Swedish Did you chef. hang out at Ikea too much while you were in Las Vegas? Is you that have, a problem? You have no idea how many times I go there for, <laughs> for meatballs. And the jam and the well, berries. The, the jam's good, too. Toya and I, um, as as I always like, we get, we have to meet over by, by Ikea. And she, I can just see her rolling her eyes when I say this to her because she's like, I am not going there with, for meatballs again with you today. <laughs> Actually, I was going to there text her earlier this week because yes. on the calendar, it was National Daiquiri Day. Oh, yeah. And that was the week I you introduced me to LaToya. Yes, it was a year because ago. You guys yeah. brought me daiquiri to correct. the studio. That's correct. Wow, that is a year ago, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. That's right because it was... TEDx? Yeah, that's a year ago. That's hard to believe that's a year already. And, and you know, I was a little disappointed. That you didn't get daiquiris? I didn't get daiquiris this year. Yeah, you should probably text her. Yeah. Lay a little guilt. Yeah, I, I'm going to try it. Yeah. See, does it you work? Might, with LaToya? Yeah. No. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> Absolutely not. As I've gotten to know her, I might no. get a smackdown if no, I go there. It's no. not happening. Yeah. She's, and, and by the way, if, if you don't know who we're talking about, LaToya Johnson, she's uh, the co-host of the Celebration Nation, Destination Celebration. I am on no sleep. So you got road lag going Oh, on my or? goodness. Are you kidding? It's been three days. It's just no sleep at all. Uh, I get back, and it's just still a pound of piled paperwork everywhere, as you know. But, um, Destination anyway. Celebration. It's a co-host. Destination and, Celebration. Yeah. She's the co-host on that television show. And that starts when? Um. Well, we should be... We're still working on product integration. That's that's the thing. When, and there's competition with it. Really? That's the problem. So we had somebody that came in a week and a half ago and... With the Yarbo? Yes. It was Yarbo. How do you know this? I, I'm guessing. Just kidding. That's my plug. I, I have know. to plug them once a, but, once a week. Yeah. And, and or more. they're interested in, in more of a total product integration and they don't want any other competition on the show. So You're going to wear that Speedo after all, aren't you? It's not Speedo. Thank <laughs> goodness. Oh, I did. I, you know what, though? I was in, uh, I was in Target and uh, I walked by... Uh, the men's clothing, and there was men's clothing with Speedos, and they weren't the normal, traditional, what you would say Speedo. They were just regular swimwear and, and, and shirts. Yeah, I've, they, they do more than just the little bikini so, and swimsuit. They do. So maybe I can start. Goggles. I can, I can stop sweating about this because yeah. maybe that's what they want me to wear instead. I don't know. Maybe one of those old school uh, onesies. That would be onesies because they're coming back, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. strap you into one yeah. of those. That would be so hilarious to see somebody in one of those, anyway. All right, enough, enough, enough with the stripes. <laughs> my goodness, and a little beanie. You got to have a little swim beanie. People are starting to think that it. this is a tech show. That's all we tuned in for. We're still not talking about tech. Well, there's a lot of tech in clothing so, manufacturing. There is, yeah, yeah. So this 
Sphere. No, I said it. I said it wrong again. Sphere. Sphere. Like right, fear right. with an S. Sphere. Say sphere. Sphere. F e a r. Fear. Sphere. There. All right. It's better. There's just big, big round ball in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a globe. Oh my goodness! So this thing is really something. So it's it took- roundular. Roundular. <laughs> First of all, if you're going to Vegas, do not drive there. Do not do not drive to the sphere because the construction around it is insane. Formula One. I thought you said ready. don't drive to Vegas. No, yeah, well, there's that too unless you're close by. Don't do what I just did. Uh, fly to Vegas. but In 200-degree heat. Yeah, don't but, do that. But park a ways away, and, and uh, you could actually take the monorail and get pretty close. But oh, okay. the construction around this thing right now is insane. I was caught in traffic for two and a half hours the other night, and I, I just because I missed a turn that I knew I was that I should have turned right there and got caught in, I couldn't get out of it. So how many it's people just, know what we're talking about when we talk about this sphere? I don't know. It's a big round globe, and after, yeah, but, but what's it for? So it's it's just another attraction down there. It's a seventeen thousand five hundred seat arena inside this big glowing ball, like an IMAX. So it's more like for when U two comes to town because they're opening in there here. I shortly. thought they just did rooftops. They well, they think they do. Unique now they do. They do spheres too. They do. They do <laughs> spheres as well. They'll, they'll be the one that can say they're the first one in this place, which will be kind of cool, right? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's just gorgeous, and and uh, you're gonna be amazed at what this thing can do. The Tech Ranch Super Talk twelve seventy. The Tech Ranch as we explore the cutting edge of tech with Marlo and Steve. For more exclusive content. Visit thetechranch.com. The other piece is the operating yeah. systems. I mean, that, that and, and a lot of people have big questions. I, I just went through this, and okay, I haven't did, done it yet. And I, I'm, I, I, especially on this program, I feel really bad. I, I still had Windows Seven in my computer at home, and just like I recently, yeah, I haven't updated it yet either. Oh my goodness. <laughs> What you- well, I was going through the process, and and, I, and it, it takes a little time because I have to upgrade to ten, and then I'll get the free upgrade to eleven, and I I just I haven't had the time. I haven't been home long enough to. You're, you to haven't been going online with this machine, have you? No, 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 no. Just internal. Yeah. No. Thank you. Thank you for. You know, at least allowing yeah. everybody to, to think that, oh, yeah, Steve Steve is good that he's not going online. Yeah, did you know that if you installed Windows 7 on a machine right now, that the bots, the spiders that are out there, there's an estimation that it's about 10,000 viruses that will be installed in your machine before it's even done being installed. Wow. Because they sniff it out, realize that there's a Windows 7 machine and will infect you without even knowing it. Isn't that crazy? God, I'm going to have to go on uh, some social media platform when I get home today. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, that's crazy, it's though. It's crazy, yeah. Okay, so operating systems, so the platforms. Um, you know, what, what is this, 11 now? I think is the, 11. the standard. Yeah, yeah. Is the standard. 10 is going to be going away soon. Yeah, you know, it's funny when they brought 10 out, they said you never, Windows made this big promise that, you know, you'll never have to buy another operating system again or whatever. They say that every time. And then here comes, every here time. comes Windows 11, right? Windows 2, you'll never have to buy another one, yeah. <laughs> I think they have to just stop saying that because uh, the problem is is they, they think that they're so smart that they've, 
taking care of every security possibility there is or whatever until there's the next security flaw and then they have to do something again so they just need to stop marketing it that way um but yeah it's uh so there's windows 11 and of course ios on the apple side and i think if i just seen i'm looking up my notes here because we're going to talk about this in a while there's uh um oh my goodness where are we going with ios here i just seen this too well, one of the biggest reasons why it's important is that it's the security. It comes that's down. That's exactly right. Staying ahead of the viruses yeah. and the security. It, it, it's not about the functionality of your computer because a lot of people think of that and they don't want to go ahead and upgrade to that next operating system because, well, my computer's working just right. fine. Uh, but it's not about your computer working just fine. Right. Do you want it to keep working just fine or do you want it to start getting viruses that are getting through walls? Um, that's the problem. So, um, it's just like changing oil in your car, right? In your, I mean, it's just every three thousand miles. That's something you need to do. Well, actually, it's more like five or six or seven <laughs> or whatever. Whatever the computer tells you, because the cars are smarter now. So, so we're you know you're going to take me to a whole different segue here now, but uh, um. But iOS um, 16.5 is where we're at right now. So iOS 17 is coming this fall. Oh, wow. And they're, they're just they're, they're kind of teasing people about the messaging uh, features. It says, express yourself like never before when you call or message somebody. Share content in convenient new ways and do even more with new experiences for your iPhone. So they're really, somehow or another, they're really stepping up whatever this call and messaging feature is. Um, I have no idea. I mean, if it's going to make me look, you know, 30 pounds lighter every time I call you, Steve, that would be fantastic. You need to download that quick. <laughs> well, but, but if you take a look at how computing has changed, and cell phone is what's changed yeah. it. It, it's the convenience. So do you think it's a case of these operating systems trying to get the convenience of your cell phone um, or the familiarity of your cell phone? Because um, I remember when Windows changed over to, oh, hey, these are all apps. <laughs> I, I, you just click on the app. Um, that's your phone. So, uh, you know, the way those computers have been used, so they want that home computer still, but you better have some of the features uh, and convenience of your cell phone built into that, or are people going to spend the money because, well, I get a cell phone, I get emails on my cell phone, I, do I need the big computer at home? And I think more and more people are looking at that. We're really getting to a point right now, Steve, where our device that we carry with us will just become our every day you, you just i think docking is going to become a significant thing it's it already kind of is but because your phone doesn't have like all the memory that you need and that type of thing um you know it's been a problem in the past but with all the online cloud storage you know syncing and everything else that's going on nowadays soon and i would say very very soon uh you'll just 
you know, get home, you know, either plug your phone into a dock uh, or it'll be wireless. I've been playing with this technology, too. When you get close to your big screen, it'll just wirelessly transmit to that. And, and now you're on a keyboard and a mouse and away you go. Uh, I can just I can see the day coming real soon where nobody's even going to have a desktop computer. It'll just be what you carry with. Well, you. and if you think about it, if. if my tablet could make a phone call. Yeah, I wouldn't have a phone. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, with Bluetooth and connectivity, most of the time I'm on the on the car or on the phone yeah. in the car, um, or I would have a headset in anyway. So, you know, I really think that at some point there's going to be a hybrid version because the constraint for me of doing things on my phone and, and a hundred percent. It's the screen. Oh, there's size. no doubt. One hundred. I can't read that crap yeah. half the time. It, it's just like the font's too small. I can't make it big enough to to where I can just buzz through things. I have to like concentrate on reading it because I'm I, a little bit older. And it's the screen size. If I can get a tablet that can make the phone calls, I don't even have to have a speaker in it because I'll I'll have a device right. in my ear, or I'll be on the Bluetooth on my on my vehicle, or if I'm in the house, it's uh, Alexa or a dot or whatever that connective piece is. Um, but you see, so I, I really think at some point there's going to be some merger or a hybrid version of, and I like to think of it. Remember, we're on the on the phones uh, for home for uh, the elderly yeah. with the big buttons. That's for me. That, that's going to be for me that, because that that's what I would use a tablet as because I can read things on a tablet almost like a reader I, it just but i would use my tablet more that way that's why I, if, if it could connect with phone calls i think these folding phones nowadays are addressing your concern a little bit because you can have have it as a small phone you can open it up and it becomes more of a tablet or a phablet if you want to call it that still not big enough yeah i, I, I would want to agree one. with that I, i'm with you on that too but but it, it is there's got to be some hybrid coming. it is addressing that i i do okay so there's projection now coming off of phones too you've seen this right well yeah i i had one of those so and this is probably Five yeah, years. Yeah. Remember the when before Motorola got sold and they had a little projector out the was a big side. Motor, yeah. Um They had the mods, the Moto Mod. Remember that you could buy the really kick butt speaker or the big screen projector, right. which I used for business because I could go to I could take my phone and I could take the the mod attachment and it was a seventy inch screen projection. Mm. 70 inch but it was, a, it was an attachment to your phone. What I'm talking about is these things are yeah. going to be built into your phone. So you'll you'll set your phone down. It'll be like a kickstand. Okay, let's say you're at a coffee shop and you have a wall that you can project to. So then it, your phone now projects out to that wall, and then you can see the screen. And then it also projects an uh, infrared keyboard in front of you. So then you tap on the on the table. I'll have to show you this. I have one of these. It's kind of like a heads-up display. 
It's well, it's better than sort that. Of? And then the keyboard itself, really? you just you just you just literally as I'm you can probably hear me in the background here right now, uh, but I'm tapping my fingers on the on the table. You see the keyboard. You actually see it and when you break that plane to type A, it'll it'll type just like you normally type. The only only missing thing is the mouse, but with gestures coming into play more and more all the time, you just start moving your hand around in front of the screen and it'll it'll move your mouse. It, to me I've played with gestures a little bit with mouse movement and I have a hard I have a harder time with that than I do with the mouse right now, so I prefer the mouse. But I'm old enough to remember when we didn't have mice. Hand it to a six-year-old, and I pre- I preferred use yeah exactly, <laughs> and I preferred using a keyboard for a year or two, and then I tried a mouse, and I'm like, why did I do all this with a keyboard before? Because you're always tabbing through stuff and everything else, right? So so yeah, I think it's uh, I think I think that day is very soon. It's got to be a hybrid coming though, because there's got to be something. You remember the day? I could set your tablet I- up right now to be a. a, a a tablet, a phone? or yeah, a phone, yeah. Really? Well, of course. There, there's apps out there for you can, that. You can actually just go down to your vendor. You know, if it's AT and T, Verizon, or T Mobile, or, or whoever you're using, and uh, buy a tablet with a SIM card in it. That's all you need to do for the phones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And just pop it, out from my it, phone to the. It's tablet really no and... different than your watch. I mean, you, you, well, one of the big constraints, though, for for tablets is, has been, and I I haven't gotten a new one for a while because I've been kind of dragging my feet on it. But um, it was the the accessibility, the lack of ports. Sure, that, that was one of the biggest constraints with with tablets. So um, I think if you do have that connectivity uh, beyond just the Bluetooth, but the ability to connect, and I think everything going to uh, USB-C, which is universal, I think that's going to help that a lot. Uh, but then now you've got more connectivity with that tablet. So we were talking uh, earlier in the program about the all-in-one yeah. computer system, and you just brought it, and you're looking at me at a 32-inch just screen, like you're looking which at I'm me. sorry about. Yeah, <laughs> and but... N- the ability to do all that with a tablet because of the connectivity piece of it, that's going to be game-changing. Right. That, that's the, that's going to be the difference. And I think, uh, and you brought up another thing, by the way, that I really wanted to get to today. And the fact is that, you know, about a year ago, the European Union basically told Apple that you have to stop doing, or the, the cord situation, you can't have a designated cord just for you anymore. So Apple had to choose... Uh, whether they were going to, in their latest iteration of a phone, whether they were just going to honor the European Union and go with the USB-C there and then have their Apple uh, cord configuration for the rest of the world or just move over entirely. They have moved over entirely. So their next new phone will have an I, or have a USB-C cord attached to it, which means that all of our phones, your Android, my, you know, or your Apple, my Android. I could actually swap a cord out with you and and do that. And what's interesting about that is that, you know, you're talking about this integration and moving forward because it's USB C. There are adapters out there right now that can take that USB C and t- take it into a monitor. Mm-hmm. So all, yeah, all of a sudden now you have this ability to dock your phone or plug in or whatever. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, and, and it wouldn't surprise me in the very near future that USB-C to a wireless module, right, that then, that then sends a wireless signal to your 
to, um, to your keyboard and mouse and to your screen all at the same time. Now that would be very cool. Well, it, yeah, it, and it's that that's kind of one of the things I, I've been waiting for to come is the Bluetoothing a keyboard, you know, without the little dangle, but right through your your. So device. I've done that already. In fact, you know, since you're sitting in my office right now, uh, there's actually probably off to the shelf uh, to your left. There you go. You're looking the right way. And then around the around the desk right there, there's a, a series of shelves that you can't see from where you're sitting. There you go. Yes. Okay. Uh, there's a Bluetooth keyboard sitting right there and a mouse. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you just sync them to your Bluetooth as opposed to the wireless dongle that you normally would have. Right. And, uh, and there you are. That everybody loses and then goes, I, I got a brand new just, mouse, but I what do I do with it? Throw it away. This keyboard I'm showing you right now, I lost the dongle uh-huh. for the darn thing. I had to go buy one. So exactly what you're talking about, you know. And so you can buy a new dongle for an old sure, keyboard. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. That's what eBay's for, right? <laughs> <laughs> so somebody's somebody's got one out there that uh, uh, the keyboard doesn't work anymore, but the dongle does. So they'll sell you the dongle for five bucks or ten bucks or whatever. Oh, I would I would lose the dongle for mice all the time. <laughs> it's just it does, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? And very very frustrating. Well, and only when you need them, because that's usually when you lose them. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 12 Ranch. Let's rejoin Marlo and Steve as they guide us through the fascinating world of technology. So we're going over the top 20 technology failures of all time, according to Time. And 17 on the list is Palm Pilot. Oh, now that was the one that was like the direct competitor of BlackBerry. Yeah, I suppose. Um, uh, that was the one that it, because I'm still not putting iPhone in that group yet, um, or Android in that group yet. It was BlackBerry or Palm Pilot. But Palm Pilot came out in 1997. Really? So it was, it was a couple of years ahead of the BlackBerry. I did the BlackBerry. perform well. Yeah, the first year it shows that it did a, it, it, uh, sold a million units the first year. Um, I don't know by, you know, what they're, it's not showing me like their biggest year, um, but HP acquired them in 2010. Palm has devolved into a zombie brand, continually churning out handheld devices that neither sell well nor move the ball forward. So, so they have it the brand there and uh, they just, you know, they make new things with the name on it, but it just doesn't do anything. So. But yeah, Palm Pilot's interesting. And it was clunky. It was I, clunky. I remember that one yeah. was clunky. So 16, here we go. Betamax. Aha. Uh-huh. You knew it had to be there. Betamax was better than VHS, of course, and only marketing, uh, and only flopped because Sony fumbled its marketing. That's about half right. I'm reading what it says in here. In truth, Betamax technolo- te- technical bona fides were. <laughs> We're trifling. I'm not even sure who wrote this. And that, along with its higher price tag, made VHS the consumer no-brainer. Though its technically Im- technical impact was nominal, Betamax iconic role in the latter part of the 20th century's videotape format was laid. And the wars laid the notion. Whatever. I'm going to stop reading it well, now. Well, beta was expensive. It was expensive. Compared to VHS. Yeah, the picture was better, but it was 
and expensive. Generally, um, professionals use Betamax. I mean, and, and there was versions of Betamax that were used in television studios, you know, the pro and, and whatever. Uh, so television studios generally use Betamax, and you and I use VHS at home because it was cheap to get mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, is, is LaserDisc on the list somewhere? Well, we'll find out, okay. won't we? Because I'm Thank curious, because I, and I remember because I lived through the whole Betamax versus VHS debate, yep. and uh, both readily available um, from the product side. So, player aside, people had to make a big choice: Am I going to invest in a movie collection on VHS tape or on Betamax? Yep. And I know some people that went down the wrong road very easily. Yep. Because it was both of those technologies came out at such a time that, I mean, they were neck and neck, and it was a flip of a coin which direction it's going to go. So I, I find it rather intriguing that it was a marketing oops. Yeah. Well, HD and beta or Blu-ray, yeah, same scenario, you know. Uh, but that was even a, a lot shorter game. But because by the time, um, it was Blu-ray that actually won out, right? I can't even remember now, actually. Yeah, I think so. Um, but by that time, streaming had taken off. So by the time the war was over, they were already out of business, in my opinion. So um, let's see. 15 on the list. Well, this is interesting since we talked about this earlier. Not not this particular thing, but about these vehicles. Uh, is the GM EV1. EV1. Are you familiar with this story? No. So this is a crazy story. Um, came out in 1996 and 1999. They built 2,000 of these cars. And they gave, there was a community of people that had them. And at one point, they said, sorry, we want our cars back. Oops. So they came out and got them and crushed them. Ah. Much to the the people who had them. Most of them loved their cars. They loved that they could plug the car in and it would charge up. You know, so I, why did they want to get rid of them? Well, they thought this is interesting. The modern EV. Oh, okay, I'll back up a little bit. But GM ultimately decided that electric vehicles were too niche, controversially scrapping the program and sending most EV ones to the crushers. Ooh, what's one worth right now? If uh, that's a good got, question. If you if you were able to actually, held on to one. yeah, I think they were kind of a lease program. So mm-hmm. they they didn't allow people to buy them because they were just wanting to try this out. So. Well, and they do that with new technology. They Sometimes do. they'll throw out a vehicle on lease and just to test it and make sure the the new drivetrains and everything are working correctly. You know, it's funny because GM's got a history of that. Uh, um, so I've got a friend of mine that used to work at the truck plant in um, in uh, Michigan, one of the truck plants, and Lansing it was the Lansing one, and they would have different configurations of vehicles for executives. Every now and then, something would slip through the cracks. So somebody who was working for GM and then move on from an executive role, they would take the vehicle with them accidentally. And then eventually that might make it into secondary market somewhere. And I knew somebody... In, that had a three-quarter ton 
suburban. They got like 32 miles per gallon, 32 wow. to 34 miles per gallon with the way the motor was set up hmm. and the fuel injection was set up. And this was going back a ways. This was like a, uh, it was his hunting truck and GM reached out trying to get the vehicle back when they finally tracked it down. He's like, no. And they came to his house and wow, nope. Like, and they were living in Minnesota. It's like, nope, not selling this vehicle. They gave him offers like crazy. It's like, but it was an executive vehicle and it was a test vehicle for GM and, uh, just didn't, didn't go down that road. He's like, nope, I'm keeping this. I, I like my 32 to 34 miles per gallon in my three quarter ton hunting truck. You're not getting it back. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But that just kind of, it's an indicator of what is out in the public market versus, you know, what goes on behind closed doors right. at some of these places? What right. are they testing? What, yeah. what, what technology is out there? Yeah. Nuclear fission. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hydrogen. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Right. 14 on the list is Netscape. Do you remember Netscape? I do remember Netscape. So this is interesting. It's the first internet browser, right? I mean, it was like what took over. Uh, in fact, I would say Netscape was probably the real demise of AOL when you yeah. think about it because you didn't have to have a service, as I'm putting my quotation marks up anymore. Service. You could just have an internet service provider and use Netscape on your computer and you could get to websites. I mean, it would actually render websites and stuff. And if you don't, and I'm just going to give you a real quick thing. Websites, the Internet is actually telephony. I don't know if you knew this. Mm -hmm. So when you go to the techranch.com, right? Think of an IP address as a phone number. It's a phone number. That's exactly what it is. So, and, and, uh, a URL then just changes that phone number to like the techranch.com or whatever. So that's how it works. So Netscape was the first one that started to render those type of things. Um, won a landscape, uh, court case against Microsoft, a decision with implications that still influence the industry today. Yeah, while well, Netscape won the battle, it eventually lost the browser war, but not before selling itself off to AOL for $4.2 billion. So the demise of AOL, but AOL bought, bought them out. Netscape for $4.2 million, yeah. Crazy amount. If you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. From America's number one travel radio show, this is your RM World Travel Minute. I'm Mary Carey. Thanks for joining me today. If you love the water and you're looking for a different way to travel that you haven't experienced yet, consider renting a yacht. This may sound crazy expensive, and it can be, but during shoulder season or off season, which we're in, it can be surprisingly affordable. You can also go with friends and split the boat rental pricing, which makes it more affordable. Not only that, you can play a big part in designing your itinerary with the ship team, and smaller yachts are going to 
get into places that larger ships can't. It's definitely a more custom experience. If you're an experienced sailor, you probably already know that you can charter your own boat. But don't worry if you're not. There are well-known companies out there like Dream Yacht Charters, where you can charter with an experienced skipper. You can also really customize and charter with partial crew or for a luxury experience with a full crew, including a chef. Renting a yacht is just another great way to see the world. For more travel info, you can connect with us anytime at rmworldtravel.com or there's always our social channels too. And until the next time, everyone, happy travels. This is the Pet Minute. I'm Steve Dale. A breakthrough for cats in pain. Next. Your dog loves going to the dog park and seeing his buddies. Maybe sometimes when you travel, he gets to hang out with friends at his favorite boarding facility. Social dogs like yours need more protection than most. By pairing Bordetella Protection, also known as Kennel Cough, with immunity against canine influenza, we can help ensure these dogs stay healthy. Merck Animal Health wants you to talk with your veterinarian about pairing up for protection with vaccines for your dog for kennel cough and the canine influenza virus. Don't wait. Vaccinate. Studies show our cats, especially our aging cats, are very likely to have pain, but they can be really good at hiding it, says Dr. Mike Petty. Every cat 10 years and older has some degree of osteoarthritis. So if you have an older cat, you just aren't seeing it. A new product can help, and the results have truly been amazing so far. Ask your veterinarian if Silencia is right for your cat. For the Pet Minute, I'm Steve Dale. AM Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. Here's the latest from ABC News. I'm Dave Packer. President Biden has arrived in Florida today visiting areas hit by Hurricane Adalia. FEMA Director Dan Criswell says restoring power is the first order of business. There's a lot of businesses that are without power. There's a lot of people in their homes that are without power. And so now that the life safety mission um, in search and rescue has been completed, uh, power restoration was starting from day one, but it continues, and that's the number one priority. Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, who's running for president, says he won't meet with Biden, suggesting it could hinder disaster response efforts. Earlier on Air Force One, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says the governor is still invited. Should he change his mind? Of course he is welcomed, right? Of course he is welcome to be with the president today. Former two-term New Mexico governor and U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Bill Richardson, has died. ABC's M. Wynn has more. Richardson dedicated his post-political career to trying to free Americans detained overseas. The Richardson Center for Global Engagement, which he founded and led, said in a statement that he died peacefully in his sleep at his home in Chatham, Massachusetts. Since 2011, the center has worked with over 80 families to provide resources and guidance to support them during the detention of their loved ones in hopes of bringing their loved ones home. Emwin, ABC News, Washington. Richardson had just received a nomination for the Nobel Peace Prize for his negotiation work earlier this week and a passing in the entertainment world. Jimmy Buffett passed away Friday night. The singer-songwriter was known for hits like Margaritaville. Wasting away a chain of synonymous restaurants. He had to postpone a concert earlier this year after being hospitalized in Boston for an unknown issue. His website says Buffett passed away peacefully and surrounded by family, friends, music, and dogs. Buffett was 76. Mike Dubusky, ABC News. You're listening to ABC News. Super Talk 1270. Bismarck Area Weather. 
With your forecast, I'm Corey Hartman. For today, sunny and hot with a high near 95. Tonight, partly cloudy, 66. Mostly sunny, 96 for Sunday. For Sunday night, some storms are possible with a low of 68. Labor Day Monday, mostly sunny and breezy. A scattered storm or two possible, high of 88. Grandpa's barbecue sauce is perfect for grilling anytime. Get a bottle at grandpasbbqshop.com. Right now, it's 87. It's the Ranch It Up Radio Show. Join me, Jeff Tigger, Earhart, the boss lady, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck, and my crew. Calf prices, well, they're ringing the bell. So is it time to reinvest back into the cow herd? Absolutely. We have recaps from the Bighorn Classic Sale from Superior Livestock, market recaps, and lots, lots more. Saturday at 5 p.m. right here on Super Talk 1270. Your home for high school sports. Super Talk 1270. Listen to the games anywhere with the free Super Talk 1270 app. Download today in the App Store or Google Play. Portions of the following program are pre recorded. Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. And we're back. Uh, joining us on the program now, the Tech Ranch, Jordan Alexander. And Jordan, I want to get into the little bit of the space of social media, just social media. You're, of course, a, a social media manager, social media expert. Um, that's your space. So the transition from Twitter to X. And people kind of freaked out a little bit. They... They lost their marbles going, where'd my bird go? Right. And then they wanted to give the bird back to Elon Musk and Twitter for, <laughs> but kind of a, it was a big transition for people. People were like, I, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this. And blah, blah. There, there was a lot of pushback from right. going from quote unquote Twitter to X. Right. Why? I, what, what's your thought behind uh, why was there – I mean it's just a rebranding. It's, it's just, just changed the name. Nothing else about the platform really changed right. at this time. Uh-huh. Why was there such a, a big pushback and response in social media circles? You know, that's a great question. Um, I think it's pretty much the same pushback that was with Meta. When Meta officially went from Facebook to Meta, so it's all encompassing of one suite, right? So Instagram, now Threads, uh, and Facebook are all in that same Meta suite. I feel like it's that same thing. So Elon Musk is already, you know, he's already such a public figure. You know, he's got Tesla, and now he's got Twitter, and he's got SpaceX. You know, he's he's got so much, and people are worried what the implications of that are, especially because you know, when he responded to tweets about it, or I guess, I don't know what you would call them, X responses. I don't know. Texas, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it which which has another entirely different connotation. <laughs> it brings up a country song. But um, so is it a question of uh, people's lack of familiarity or, or uh, you're upsetting their comfort zone? Or is it a case of people thinking, well, wait a minute, this is overreaching, which I kind of look at social media being that way anyway. Right. So 
is it one or the other? Is it a combination of the two? Is there something more to it than just that? Um, I think it comes down to like what kind of person is freaking out about it. So if a public figure, right, is like, oh no, they're rebranding and they're changing and now there's this mass hysteria just in certain groups, right? I don't really think... I think it's just, yeah, the comfort zone thing, right? Now that we're out of our comfort zone, it's no longer Twitter. Now it's X. And then what else is going to come with that? Well, I could see from a social media influencer, and we talked about this last <laughs> week because uh, I use that moniker very snidely. Um, from that perspective, okay, now you're potentially messing with my revenue stream. Sure. Or if you're an athlete or a an artist, um, an actor or actress, a musician, a basketball player, NFL player. Right. You're potentially messing with my brand. Right. Um, and I think it comes down to that same thing. So uh, – TikTok, they have this thing called the Creator Fund, and it's where these social media influencers would post their videos, and then if they got enough people and they got sponsors, they would get um, just here's a, here's a dollar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's a buck. You got a million views. All right, here's two dollars. Right. Same thing with YouTube. It used to pay out a lot more um, because they would, you know, be driving so people to the site. But they're paying for content. Yes. So it's, essentially, it's just a simple business transaction. You're going to provide me content. You're going to provide me a product. Exactly. And I'm going to put that out on my platform and market that, and we'll see how many people come to my platform exactly. because of your product. Right. And so, so it's about content. Now that there's so many content creators out there. And now that there's, you know, they're already cutting the creator fund on TikTok. They've cut it on YouTube. They've cut it on Facebook. So I is, think is it's it because it's like, wow, you people are really stupid and just give stuff away anyway because you're <laughs> dumb and uh, we don't have to pay for it anymore. Well, I think it's just that there's so many of them. Plus now they have to, you know, every premium service is going up in price too. So I think it's just a matter of, I'm not exactly sure why, but, you know, Spotify premium premium is going up to, to, I don't know, 17 bucks or something like that. And, you know, Netflix is going up. But what I'm saying, I guess, is that I don't know exactly. Well, Netflix is only going up if you change your plan. Right. And now you've got to watch it with ads, a thing you're paying for. Right. So it's all, it's all a lot. I don't really know. I mean, who knows? Who knows the real answer, I think, other than the people that are pulling the strings. But I think it's a, a, a case of I'm familiar with Twitter. I know how Twitter works. Now if it changes, I'm going to have to learn a new thing uh, or I'm going to have to change or am I going to lose followers? Am I going to have to move to a new social media platform when this is done? You know, I think it's just that fear of having to jump ship and change their entire "Quote unquote business plan," you know. Well, we talked a little bit about social media fatigue last week. Yeah, and the social media, the social media fatigue factor. Yeah, when you're looking at having to learn a new social media or a new protocol for that platform, that like Twitter now X, um, are there changes coming? Okay, that's a fatigue factor as well. The, right. the social media side of, of, okay, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm, what am I looking for? I'm not looking for anything, I'm just scrolling. Um, one fatigue factor. But on the other side, those that are creating that content, putting in, there's fatigue there because we talked about how many different social media platforms there are now. Right. And they're not all connected. If, if you're doing one, you have to do another and another and another. If you're going to get, try to, 
have it be <laughs> okay i'm rolling my eyes uh, you can't see it on the radio but i'm rolling my eyes uh if you're trying to c- create a, a position a job sure uh a career in that space then okay it just got harder because you're having to learn different protocols for all these different platforms for all this different because you got to get it out to people and right. when you have a watered down medium mm-hmm. that social media is because of so many different sources now if you're going to hit that same market share you got to put it out in more places there's fatigue on that side as well right and i think that's why elon musk wants to make it an all encompassing platform right so now it's got everything that you possibly could want in one platform so i wonder is it going to be a thing next year this time or two years from now or 30 days from now where all of a sudden it's meta x and they've you know they've joined forces because they're billionaire supervillains so so <laughs> what are you saying that the battle in the octagon is going to be a draw i mean unless joe rogan is the commentator i don't want any part of it get me out of here no, uh, well, I don't know. Both of them do jujitsu or whatever, and I think that's pretty fun. So they're fairly evenly matched. Well, I, I think a lot of it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it brings up a different question though, because if from a marketing perspective, if sure. you're trying to peak interest, then I can't think of anything better than what equates to a celebrity death match, that's which right. minus the death part, maybe unless we're lucky, um, <laughs> maybe that'll be a draw that way. Uh, but if, if you're looking at trying to peak interest, then, Oh, that whole merger thing is now that's interesting. Maybe who knows? Meta X that has a ring to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because I mean, to go back to the meta thing for just a second. Because a lot of it is the same. When you're talking about all-encompassing social mm-hmm. media and that platform, a lot of it occupies the same space. Right. Um, and I think, well, and there's so much pushback with threads right now, right? Uh, it doesn't, really? Yeah, there's not so much. It's not an intuitive platform. You can't search for specific tweets like you can on Twitter or, I guess, posts, I should say. But it was going to be the biggest thing since sliced bread when it rolled out, which was supposedly replicating Twitter, Yeah, but in a better way. The thing is with these giant tech companies, if you take a peek behind the curtain, they're rolling things out so fast because they have to, not because it's well planned out. You know, sure, we don't have bugs the way we used to, but we'll all fix it on the fly. Exactly. And it's like on a platform that scale, if you want all of the Instagram and Facebook users to be on threads, you know, now you've got this rollout that's, you know, it's a window that's closing and closing and closing. So now you've just got to put out a product that's not done. Um, and, you know, yeah, we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it on the fly. Sure, that works. But now you've got so many people that hate your new Twitter. So because of that fatigue factor, I mean... I, I think about this in my media career and, and, you know, you get one opportunity for that initial impression. That's right. Social media has become the same way because there's so many other avenues that somebody goes, yeah, don't like it going over here. <laughs> and what are the odds of getting them to come back and try it again? Uh, it's if you go ahead and threaten Mark Zuckerberg with a fight. I think that's how you get people back. Because there were so many people that were like, oh, Elon Musk taking over Twitter. I'm getting out of here. I'm not doing Twitter. And none of them left. They all stayed there. You know? And now it's one of those things where it's like... I think the way that we're going to announce that we're going into X from Twitter, so it's an all-encompassing new, better meta, is if I personally, me, Elon Musk, uh, challenges uh, fellow billionaire Mark Zuckerberg to a uh, to an MMA-style match. Uh, and like I said, Joe Rogan, get him as a as you know, 
He, he's the referee. He's the one that's really. Yeah, I don't uh, want him just calling the match. No. I want him in the ring. Yeah. Be, I, be, yeah. yeah. I want that to be the Joe Rogan experience, and I think it really, <laughs> it really would be. Give him a GoPro. It'll be great. Uh, oh, that would be kind of fun, though. Yeah. I, I'm still thinking about that Meta X, though. It does have a ring to it, so, right? And maybe that's you know, the what's future. What's the bigger picture? Because I mean, Facebook is very well Facebook. It's he's got that market cornered. Same with Instagram. It's very well Instagram, but they've been. Incorporating aspects, for example, like stories that originally was Snapchat, so they took that aspect, right? And now it's Instagram stories and it's TikTok stories. Well, and a lot of the tech that we've seen over the last three or four years right. has been consolidation. That's right. So we've got all these different platforms out here. Where's the saturation point? So if instead of inventing the wheel, right. then I'm going to go buy that little company that already did that, that I'm going to incorporate into my platform. Um, is there a saturation point? Are, are we going to see uh, things swinging back to somewhat of an equilibrium where, okay, there's not as many platforms, but the ones that are there are functioning better because they're encompassing these other platforms. Because at some point, you can't have all these platforms that have popped up. Right. Well, one can only hope at this point just because of the social media fatigue we've been talking about. So, I mean, hopefully it all just goes into one place and we can just handle it as it comes, you know. Um, I think that's a good point, though. Uh, having all of it in one place is such a good idea, but it's such a messy social media scape as it is. It alleviates fatigue, right. but it also alleviates consumer choice. That's right. Because at the end of the day, it's about consumer choice. You're a consumer when you're going on these social media platforms. You're consuming that content, and if you don't like the content that's there, then uh, you're going to go someplace else. I absolutely agree. So, uh, this is the Tech Ranch. Interesting stuff. The Tech Ranch. Ranch. Let's rejoin Marlo and Steve as they guide us through the fascinating world of technology. So I don't think a lot of people realize this, but when you go through an app store like Google Play or Apple's uh, app store, there's a percentage. Let's say you bought an app for a dollar, okay? Or you did something that you bought something through one of these things, right? They get a commission for it. You're going to laugh at me. Why am I going to laugh at you? I have never, ever paid for an app. Did you download the Flashlight app? No. Okay, good for you. No, no. I have one that came with my phone. Okay. Well, you have one that came with your phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. But there, was, there, but there was a time that you would download no. the Flashlight app. No, um, I, I didn't need a Flashlight that bad. Well, that's interesting. I, I have not ever paid for an app. Well, a lot of people do. Right. Obviously. Uh, well, uh, I mean, this is huge, oh, yeah. huge the, money. Well, right? The fact that they're getting sued for a billion dollars. Uh, download music, download, you know, people it, right? buy things on, through the app stores right. all the time. I have not ever. Nope. So as a developer, and I'm, you know, one of the apps I was working on one time, um, which I'm hoping to relaunch one of these days that was going to come out. You were kind of involved with that a little bit too. About the cheeseburger app? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was it. Okay. Yeah. The package app, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, the cheeseburger app. I love that. So, you know, craving a cheeseburger. All we're right. charging. We are. We're like, all right. We're going to charge ten dollars to do this particular thing, right? And Apple comes back and says, "Well, guess what? We want our thirty percent. You want thirty percent of our ten dollar transaction? That is exactly what our what we need for operating. So now, because of your thirty percent." 
we now have to probably charge $14 to get what we need to operate this app with, and you just put us out of business because we don't think we can get $14 for what we want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm just making, right. kind of making some of this stuff up. But, well, but I, I've wondered how they come up with the marketing side of that or you know, the, the purchase agreement side of that because these stores don't operate for free. Right. Right, and and they should get a share. Right, I'm not saying they, they should get equitable? a share. Right, and then on top of that, you still have credit card fees and all this other stuff that goes on top of that too. So, you have all this stuff that goes on, uh, but thirty percent is expensive. It's it's like it's like you going to the civic center in Bismarck, North Dakota. And saying, all right, I want to be a vendor here, and I want to sell Coca-Cola or Pepsi in your place. And and the Bismarck Civic Center says, well, in order for you to do that, it's going to cost you X amount of dollars per month to rent this. Plus, we want 30% of every Coke sale you do, which is exactly what goes on. Right. And that's why when you go to these events and you go to get a Coca-Cola, that it costs $8 there instead of or, – or 5 bucks instead of the 3 bucks you'd pay anywhere else because that cost of them being in that place is so crazy expensive. And it gets carried over to the consumer. That's correct. That's correct. But we're willing to pay 5 bucks for it, so we – we we pay for it and complain about it. You know, is what we do. But don't tell anybody. But sometimes they sneak stuff in. Just I didn't saying. hear that. Yeah. Okay. Coca Cola. Uh, whatever. Okay. Depends on where I'm at. Thinking rum, maybe. Well, okay, that's. <laughs> we better move on. It's now, movie right? theater. That's different. Oh, that's uh, right. Now, yeah. 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 I've never I'll done buy that, the Coke the at the theater, though. You've never. You've you've never paid hey, for an app. I've never snuck alcohol into a movie theater. Really. <laughs> You're so gullible. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to give you the benefit of the doubt, but but you you know it's nice of you to go and buy the Coca Cola. Yeah, that's the least I could there. do. Yeah, I guess that's fair. No, I mean, now if we had a theater, because a lot of theaters around the country have alcohol. Sales. Yeah, yeah, you can just buy it now. I so. would go yeah. buy a yeah. But sometimes you know date night. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day, well, when I can't watch a movie. If yeah. I was sitting at home, I would. Yeah. Which you know what? That's one of the things. One of the arguments too, because. Um, not to get too far off track here, but a lot of you know, people have figured out that I can stream or rent a brand new movie for much less than going to the theater. Yeah. It, it you know, you got that big TV. Plus, I can sit there and have a cocktail. Right. Or what I found out, and, and I do have friends that do this, and this is how I found this out they will go to the theater. That first-run movie they're going to watch at home, they'll go to the theater, load up on their popcorn and theater snacks, and then go home and watch the movie. That's a thing now. I know it's a thing. It's it's a big thing and now. I think the theaters actually kind of like that a little bit because their profit margin is on the popcorn and right. goodies there. It's so. not the movies. Right. So if you think about it, it's like, okay, like our local theater in town has got a lot of screens. Yep. I'm always looking at efficiencies of how much space do you really need for things, yeah. you know, like libraries. It's like, yeah. why are libraries have such a big footprint? You, you don't need a library to have a big footprint anymore. They're not book depository or repositories anymore. Uh, check out a tablet. Right. You know, download the book and check out the tablet yeah. if you want to check out a book. Um, what's the footprint of theaters need to be, even in big cities? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't have to be that big anymore. I'm sure it's changing. Yeah. You know. So, so, yeah, anyway, back to the Apple you know, being sued. Um, 
So, you know, Apple claims that 85% of developers on the App Store do not pay any commission and that it helps European developers across our access markets and customers in 175 countries around the world through the App Store. So all that is fine. I'm sure, you know, this what it really comes down to is that if you're in business to build an app, you, Apple, and you, Google, are the only two places we can go to distribute it. And you, well, you and, can go and to you, a website and download it, but it, it's about the – it's marketing. It, it, it's about having a you know captive audience. You know how many apps are successful if they, if they do that? Not many. Not many at all. No. So, so I have a little hard time with this lawsuit though because it comes back to free market. You know, it, you're getting a captive audience – to market your app Don't you to. feel it's a little monopolistic, though? A little. And, and But it's still free market. It is free because market. The other side well, of that is Apple and Google need to have apps coming up on that platform at the stores so that people will buy them or access them because it comes back to the devices. So everybody's a little complicit in the process because if they're not having new product to sell because they're overpricing what their commission is for giving access to all these people that are going to utilize that product, it, it kind of runs a little bit of a circle. Would you say, I'm just, and you're right, and, and I, you know me, I'm a free market guy, so mm-hmm. I, I have... I have misgivings about this a little bit too, but I've been involved in these commissions and, and, you know, and, and sometimes it's the deal breaker. Right. So, and I suppose it's true, like if I'm going to vend Coca Cola at the, at the Civic Center and the rent is too high, it's a deal breaker for me. So then I won't, I won't develop it, but, or I won't, you're going to go to a different venue. But the problem is, the problem is there's limited I, venues. I, but I have, and in the world of having a place to distribute Coca-Cola, the world is my oyster. I mean, I can go and rent another shop someplace else and do the same thing, right? It doesn't right. have to be at the Civic Center. With this, there are two choices. That's it. It's very monopolistic. Well, there's three, but one doesn't bear a whole lot of fruit, and that's the come to my website and download the app. Right. That that just it, it doesn't work in today's right world. So you have two choices basically to make it work, and your your the rent that you have to pay for that access is incredibly high. So it's just a deal breaker for so many people and puts a lot of apps out of business because of it. So I, I don't know how I feel about it, but but uh, it is interesting that they're being sued over it. That's all I have to say about it. And that is that. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Thrilled to have you with us as we continue exploring living with technology alongside Marlo and Steve. So you just reminded me about small phones. I have a whole box of them that would be happy to donate to this cause of destroying things. Ooh, smaller target. Well, and and I don't know about you, but you, you it was really... I, I like to blow things up and shoot things. So but those small phones were really about the size, that too. wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I, well, so remember the iteration of phones because we were talking about this earlier on uh, on the, when I was talking about the tablets, and then you just can't get the screen big enough on a phone um, for 
me be able to, right. able to read it right. as well. So, um, you know, phone started out with the bag or car phone first. And, and then it was right. a bag phone, which every farmer had a bag phone. And those things were great. Well, you on could, the antenna. You, 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 could, you could pick up radio well, for Europe. Well, that's because they were three-watt phones. They, yeah. You're right. They, they, their antennas were amazing. Yeah, it's just phenomenal. And, and then, actually, one of my favorite phones of all time. Remember the StarTac? Yes. Motorola StarTac. Flip phone. I loved that phone. It was small, convenient. You open it up. It was big enough to use. That was probably my all-time favorite phone. Um, and then there was this, how small can we make the phone <laughs> stage for about... That's two or three years, I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was back yeah. in the 90s, and, and, and girls loved them because they could just stick them in their bra at the bar and and I'm dating myself now um, and uh, they were just this little tiny I'm like my fingers are way too big to dial that <laughs> it's it's not happening no and then it went the other way phones got huge and, and well that's what that's where the term phablet came from. Yeah. Yes, and and they were growing and growing and growing, and I remember as phones were getting larger, I came up with an injury that I'm sure a lot of people have had, because how do you text with yeah. one hand, yeah. right? So as the phone, and it was incremental because I did not intentionally go out and get a bigger phone. I didn't want one, but my Motorola phone at the time, that's what I used, and loved those phones because they had the best internal antenna at the time when Motorola still owned them. Um, they got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So I went to the doctor because my thumb hurt, and he goes, did you get a new phone? I'm like, yeah, about two months ago. Why? He goes, do you have it with you? Yeah. Text something. He goes, do you text a lot? Yeah. You sprained your thumb. And that was an actual medical condition because you were not only spraining your thumb, but it was extending the ligaments in a, in a way, and you were wearing the ligaments out and because people would text with one thumb. They'd text with your thumb, and that was an actual medical condition. Because phones are getting big, and now if you notice, phones have gotten back to we're a little. Well, smaller and they have now. you have options. If you want a little larger one, you can have that. If you want a little smaller one, you can have that. I mean, it, it, you really have a lot right. of options nowadays. It's more of a lifestyle choice now. True, but I would still go yep. back to my tablet. Yeah, I, I like so a little I larger phone too. Just, I like the. I, I didn't think I was going to like. Be harder to lose. And I was. I was surprised. I was never a person that would put my phone in my back pocket right away. Now I just do it all the time. It's just natural. You know, so much so that um, I was never a, a Copenhagen chewer or whatever, but, you know, all the cowboys or whatever. You know, the ring in the back pocket. Now now my now you get a square yeah, my, from my your pocket phone. just gets blown up because of the phone all the time. You know? so <laughs> wear out my pants that way instead. See, I can't do that because a lot, so a lot of people would break their phones because they put them right. in the front pocket. And... I that that's not me. I so I have to carry my phone all the time because it's also my wallet. Yeah, for you that would be because so, it's too big to it's too big to stick in my oh. back pocket, or it's too big. Which not sticking your phone in the back pocket means if you're ever using a porta potty, you're safe. That's true. 
Because a lot yes, of people have. lost their phone yes, in a porta potty because That's they stick it in their back That's pocket. Correct. I do. Uh, uh, I am a big fan now of cargo pants and cargo shorts because <laughs> you get the extra pockets. And I use, I utilize mine a lot for phones. I really do. So uh, I can't believe that that I've given up fashion for con- phone convenience, but that's kind of what I have done. Yeah, but and this was a thing in the fashion industry. They had to resize pockets because of that the size of phones. Because you'd buy a pair of pants. Oh, hey, I found a nice pair of pants in the clearance rack. Yeah, cargo pants or whatever. And my phone just right. wouldn't fit because they were last year's pants, and I've got this year's phone. So the fashion industry had to very cognizantly, uh, cognitively go through. Okay, how are people using clothing items and devices? And it is that's a thing. thing. It is a thing. It's interesting. So, all right. Are you ready for my? See, you're a front pocket guy though, because you always wear the shirts with the with the cargo pockets. Cargo pockets, yeah. <laughs> like how you say that? Yeah. I do. I do. Uh, I do miss when I have a shirt on that doesn't have a pocket. I guess I just I always throw a pen or a business cards or whatever in there. So yeah. All right, so it is time for Marlowe's rant. I'm, are you ready? Since we've been talking yes. about televisions a little bit, you you kind of given me a little bit of armament for an analogy here. So um, there was a time not that long ago we only had three TV stations, right? Three channels. Yeah, yeah. I remember those days. You would go up and you were lucky if you had if you had yeah yeah television. Yeah, then you had, then you had four, uh, but you had three. So if you didn't like one, you liked the other, um, and. Yes, and we had uh, um, we're we're sending notes to each other via video right now. Don't say that word. <laughs> yes, don't say That's public right. television. That's right. You can't say that on the air. Yeah, and it wasn't twenty four hours either. It was off at midnight if you were right. lucky. In bigger cities, some went off at. 11 o'clock, um, and they started the day yeah. at 6 a.m. with the National well, Anthem, and they ended the, the day at midnight usually yeah, yeah. with the I, National Anthem. I remember anthem. watching those all the time. I'd, I'd stay up on Friday nights and watch the Midnight Special, and then after that, it would oh, be, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Love, love the Midnight Special. But anyway, so, of course, now you move forward, and, and uh, um, you got a remote control, and you got hundreds if not thousands of channels, and, and you just go through through and through. And one of my pet peeves nowadays is the fact that I'll go and say, all right, I'm going to go watch a movie. I don't know what I'm going to watch yet. I'm just going to go watch a movie. And uh, so I'll make a bowl of popcorn, and I'll sit down there, and I will have eaten the whole bowl of popcorn before I've even found something that I want to watch. See, that's why I hate streaming. I, I absolutely hate streaming. And actually, you know what the thing now is? And I I found this out over the last couple of weeks. Um, people that I know... And this is the thing, not just here, but a, a lot of people do this. They will go to the theater to get theater popcorn yes. to go home yes, and watch a that's movie. Correct. Because the there's nothing you cannot replicate theater popcorn. And theaters have actually caught on to this, and they make money. Yes, on, on popcorn. That's where they're. Oh, they make. 
they don't make money off right. of movie tickets. Right. They never did. They make money off yes, of concessions. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear me so, typing now, can't you? <laughs> every bit. This, Technology. This, this uh, um, thing about where we're at here, you know, doing the show remotely is, is uh, challenging for me today, that's all. If you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Welcome to September 2nd, 2023 in the National Day calendar. Today, we're embracing the outdoors with a beloved pregame tradition and a day devoted to unbridled play. Picture this, a parking lot filled with fans, grills sizzling, games being played, and a sense of camaraderie that brings strangers together. It's a ritual that marks the start of a sporting event, a unique American tradition that combines food, fun, and anim. From football to baseball, tailgating has become a time-honored practice, providing a space for fans to connect and build excitement before the big game. Welcome to tailgate training camp. You have, what are you wearing? You, we're filling pie holes, not potholes. We're going to load bags of ice into the truck. Load it up. It's melting. Load it up. I think that's enough ice. That is enough. For the Bloody Mary, time for the old-fashioned. Load it up. Let's go. I'll flip the burger. Turn the burger. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you doing a one-to-one ratio? Everybody knows it's six brat rotations for every one burger flip. Five. On National Tailgate Day, Grab your friends and family, fire up that grill, and enjoy the festivities before cheering on your favorite team. But that's not the only way we're enjoying the outdoors today. Sometimes all you need is the simple joy of playing outside. The fresh air, the sunlight, the freedom to run, jump, and explore. Whether it's a game of catch, a bike ride, or just lying in the grass and watching the clouds drift by, playing outside has a way of invigorating the soul and reconnecting us with nature. On National Play Outside Day, step away from the screens and take time to enjoy the wonder of the outdoors. Whether you're a child or simply young at heart, get out there and play. So what's your favorite thing to do outdoors? Play. I like dirt, sticks. I, I look at the clouds. That. I could see, see UFOs that. and unicorns. Okay. How about you? Hiking. Hiking. That's I it? Just hiking? It. I mean, I love doing anything outdoors, but hiking is my jam. Okay. Like, I love being out in nature so because it makes me feel small, and so it gives me perspective on life. All right. I'm LaToya Johnson. I'm Marvel. <laughs> Thank you for joining us as we celebrate every day on Destination Celebration. Until next time, keep celebrating. A few weeks ago, I commented on the trend by affluent travelers to want a vacation at luxury hotels used in popular TV shows like White Lotus and movies such as Pretty Woman. But there's another way to vacation like a millionaire without spending $1,500 or more a night at a hotel. From America's most popular travel radio show, this is your Arm World Travel Minute. I'm Rudy Maxa. Rent a villa and invite your friends and family. I've done it three times on the Amalfi Coast, renting gorgeous Italian villas with as many as nine bedrooms and ten bathrooms and an Olympic-sized swimming pool. If the cost of a villa that sleeps four couples for a week is $7,000, 
That works out to $250 a couple per night. I've used a website called Villa in Italia, but there are dozens of other ones offering splendid homes in Italy, France, and other choice spots. Then there's always Verbo, Mr. and Mrs. Smith.com, and more. Just type renting villas in Europe into any search engine and go shopping. Prices are cheaper in the spring and fall. I always rented in late September when it was still toasty warm in Italy and the Mediterranean. More travel info at armworldtravel.com. AM, Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. Here's the latest from ABC News. I'm Dave Packer. President Biden and the First Lady visiting areas of Florida hit by Hurricane Adalia today. Also today traveling on Air Force One, FEMA Director Deanne Criswell, who described the federal response. We still have over 1,600, 1,600 federal responders on the ground. They're supporting things like feeding and sheltering operations, power communications restoration, power and communications restoration, as well as public health and safety. On this Labor Day weekend, a strike looms in Detroit. Some 150,000 United Auto Workers say they're prepared to strike if a new contract with Ford, GM, and the parent company of Chrysler can't be reached by September 14th. Some workers taking part in a practice picket out front of a Jeep factory in Detroit on Friday. We don't want to strike. I will say that. We don't want to strike. But in order to get what we want, we're willing to strike. I don't think nobody wants to strike. We, we just want what's fair. Workers calling for better pay and health benefits in a shorter work week. Mark Remillard, ABC News. Former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson died last night at his summer home in Massachusetts. That according to his nonprofit foundation, where the 75-year-old worked to free people who were held hostage or wrongfully detained abroad, including recent high-profile cases of WNBA star Brittany Griner and former U.S. Marine Trevor Reed, both detained in Russia. Our policy should be geared to get all our hostages out, uh, no matter what the cost, in Iran, in Venezuela. We have about 60 around the world, and we should stand behind these Americans. Sometimes it's going to take unpleasant choices. Richardson had just received a nomination for Nobel Peace Prize. And legendary singer-songwriter Jimmy Buffett has died. A statement posted on Buffett's social media channel says he lived life like a song till his very last breath. Jimmy Buffett was 76. You're listening to ABC News. Super Talk 1270. Bismarck area weather. With your forecast, I'm Corey Hartman. For today, sunny and hot with a high near 95. Tonight, partly cloudy, 66. Mostly sunny, 96 for Sunday. For Sunday night, some storms are possible with a low of 68. Labor Day Monday, mostly sunny and breezy. A scattered storm or two possible, high of 88. Grandpa's barbecue sauce is perfect for grilling anytime. Get a bottle at grandpasbbqshop.com. It's 92 at our studios. In communities across North Dakota, AM radio stations like ours are vital connections to emergency information, weather updates, local news, sports, and entertainment. And we need your help. Text AM to 52886. That's text AM to 52886. And tell Congress to keep AM radios in cars. This ad is aired by the North Dakota Broadcasters Association and this station. 
Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Super Talk 1270. Portions of the following program are pre recorded. Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. So this is interesting. Um, you know, Meta had launched Threads, you know, the Twitter version of what, you know. Yeah, Facebook wait, 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 wait. And, and tell me what this is. It's you squishing a bug. No, that was Threads falling on its oh. face. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Didn't go well. So that went about as well as uh, Governor Ron DeSantis's uh, Twitter reveal that he was running for president. Right. Thud. Threads daily active user count is down 82% from launch as of July 31st. And launch to- wasn't that good. They did okay, though. I mean, you know, they had yeah. just so on, on July 31st, uh, 8 million users accessing the app each day. That is the lowest it has been since the day after the app's release when daily active users peaked at roughly 44 million. So Threads is not doing well. Okay, I got a question for you. Yeah. Because in. The reason I'm asking this is this is the marketer in me because I, I do marketing and I. And there's two trains of thought, and you're a tech guy. So if you've got a new product you want to roll out, with technology, there's always room for improvement. Things change very quickly. Are you more inclined to want to beta test something and let it percolate for a while, and and you lose the element of surprise, but it's going to cook and cook and cook and cook and cook and you're going to get feedback and you can make some incremental improvements and then do a a relaunch. Or would you be more inclined to go, okay, let's launch this thing and then we'll deal with some of the headaches because there's always going to be headaches as they come? That's a good question. And I actually grapple with this question often. Well, I know, I know you do because you're, you work in this space. Because, you know, like if you bring in an app out, when is the app good enough? Because I have a list of, and I'm just picking up some of the things I've done in the past. I'll have a list that's two miles long of features I want on the app. You know, is that, is, is version one good enough? And then we add this new stuff as we go along. Or is it so important that we need to add this stuff? The problem is, is that it takes resources and, and then you delay your launch another three months to add this other stuff. Where somebody on. could have come out with a similar product or, by or you're not, then. or you're not monetizing, you're running out of your right. runway for money, whatever it looks like, right? So, um, so I would, I would have to, Cautiously go with your second choice, and that is to bring it out and deal with the headaches. Okay, so, and you bring up a good point on, you know, is it good enough? And I think you need to get to that point where it's pretty darn good or pretty close. 
people actually are receptive to and like new features coming on. Hey, right. we're going to add this and we're going to add this and we're going to and they're they're excited, they're happy when that gets added. Yep. But the base worked. The, the the base model worked and it was good enough and then you add these new features and people are happy about that. And, and this is the marketer in me. You get one chance. One chance to make a first impression. And if people have a bad experience with it, like Meta's realizing, they don't come back. So you're thinking, have you been on threads? Have you used it at all? I looked at it. So I know we I don't know on Twitter and things. I know we signed up here and uh, um, just because we wanted to. We, we have a theory or a thing that practice, I should say, not a theory that we do when new social media stuff comes out. We go out and grab it right away now just so that we can squat on our name. Well, and, and we have Jordan on the program, too, and that's what he – Yeah, you, yeah. Need, you need to do that because, you know, the worst thing you want to have happen is is, is Threads actually becomes a thing. And then and you're like, a year later, and, and then you're like, oh, my goodness, somebody already has National Day Calendar. They have the Tech Ranch or whatever, yeah. right? Uh, and it's then it really becomes or a big Or if it blows issue, up right? and you're like, okay, it a thing and right. we didn't and we catch didn't. that right right so so you got to be you, you need to do those type of things but I, yeah I, I don't know I, I don't I, I don't have an opinion on on threads at all you get one chance to make a first Except impression that. and threads yeah. made a horrible first impression it so, fell on its face yeah and how many people are going to go back and try it after hey we fixed it it's improved well I think the other thing and a lot of people won't you can't even delete it Without deleting your Instagram account, yeah, they're they're intertwined. So if you, which is why I did not sign up for yeah. it, because so, I'm like I I don't want something I can never get rid of. Right, right. My guess is they'll probably change that because mm. they've had so much backlash on that. Be like having two wives. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> married twice. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I think um, I, I find it interesting, and, and of course, uh, that. But the, I come back to that first impression part, and you got to have something at least functional, and it wasn't right. I, and I, like I said, I don't have an opinion on it at all. So, um, but speaking of that, so. X, Twitter now X. What what do you do you like? You know, you're, on your marketing side now, do you like the fact that Twitter is now X? No. And does it mean I'm not going to like where it's going? I'm not saying that. Um, you and I discussed the bigger picture and the bigger plan for Twitter now X and why the Twitter platform was important for what Elon Musk is working towards. And I, I say that very specifically working towards not working on, um, he's got a bigger picture plan. He does. And, and this is one integral piece of it. So, From a social media platform, what Twitter was, and I think this is where a lot of people are a little upset, is they miss Twitter. They like Twitter for what Twitter was. But Twitter's not Twitter anymore. No. So you can't, you can't talk about it. You can't. It's apples to oranges talking Twitter to X. 
and it's going to be apples to avocados later. I mean, not even in the same fruit family. It, it's it's not that's not what it's intended for. It's going someplace else, and, and it's you leaving think that the the. That's what I was going to get yeah. at. So you think X is just his way of saying we're just done with Twitter? Yeah. The 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 base that's it's here its purpose is here. If you guys don't like this, you can leave. But I'm hoping a lot of you will unlike threads. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So so moving on with this then. So TikTok will now allow users to post text only content for the first time in a challenge to Elon Musk's beleaguered X. Why is so, X beleaguered? Well, that's that I'm just reading to you from CNN. Well, right. So, but I wouldn't say it's beleaguered. It's not. I, I, I just think that maybe beleaguered in a way. It's evolving. But beleaguered in a way that it's just been, you know, there's been so much media to it, and it's mostly been negative media. So I would say that beleaguered in that respect. Okay, marketing hat again. So, Any press is good press because you know what? You know what kills a Twitter or an X or a Facebook when nobody's talking about right, it? Right, right. And X is in the news all the time. It's in the news every single day, yeah. just like chat GPT was yeah. in the news every day. Yeah. AI is in the news every yeah. day. That makes it relevant. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because until today, I hadn't even thought about threads no. uh, for a month. Yeah. For a whole month, you know, but we have talked about X how many times on this show since like, then? Gee, like Marla's, every episode. Some nice threads there. Yeah. Is that a new suit? So <laughs> that's interesting that you bring that up. So, yeah, always yeah, relevant, I mean, it, always in the news. Yeah. Yep. And and if you're going to talk in the space, and again, marketing hat, um, of social media, what's the one thing that will kill all of it? Lack of relevancy. If, you, yep. if, you, if you're not in the news, making news, in the press, being talked about, it's kind of like all the people that think they're social media influencers. Okay. What if nobody's talking about you or talking about the platform you're on? You're irrelevant. But they all, you're not anything then. But they all think that chums in the water here. The sharks are circling, right? Because... Um, you know, well, Meta, we did just have Meta, Shark Week, yeah. so Meta, Meta Meta came out with threads, TikTok, and the new Meg movies coming out. So go. hey, That's bring right. it on! Uh, TikTok is now offering text posts to take on X as well. You know, so there's all everybody thinks that there's okay, but a, 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 an opportunity here because Twitter is beleaguered. But here, here beleaguered. and here's my final point on this, and and this is like trump card point. What are all those platforms doing? They're reacting to X, yep. which means who's in the lead? Right. X. Twitter, now X. They're reacting to what they're doing. When you're reacting to what the competition is doing, you're behind the competition. So who's relevant? Right. Who, who's moving the needle? Who's making a difference? It, it's it's not these other platforms. X is in the lead, and but you would not know that. I'm reading through some of the stuff here on CNN. What mainstream not, media? Not not the, not, not knocking CNN here, but the latest move by TikTok, which is owned by China's BitDance, may prove to be another knock for Musk, whose takeover of X in October has resulted in mass layoffs, a huge deep, a huge drop in advertising revenue, and controversial changes. Mass layoffs. He fired everybody that so, didn't need. 
See, that's the thing. Yeah. It's just how you word how things. How you word right? things. Yeah. So, so apparently they've got their chat GPT trained to. <laughs> their, all, all Musk came in and, 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 and created a more efficient X. Right. That's all he did. You know. Yeah. But again, who's reacting to who? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and so. that's, that's what matters. So this doom and gloom of the 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 fall of X, it's like, well, I don't see X reacting to what other people are doing in the market space. It's the other way around. Yep, yep. 100% agree. So this is interesting. Apple faces 1 billion UK lawsuit by app developers over app store fees. Interesting. Yep. The Tech Ranch. Hey, you. Getting ready for more amazing tech insights from the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. And this is your guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. And still showing off. uh, I guess I can't say showing off, but uh, having you uh, participate in CES through the Tech Ranch. And Dr. Alexander, an amazing individual. I ran into Dr. Alexander before CES actually opened this year. And we spent most of the afternoon before CES just going through his booth and uh, had just incredible things to talk about. A lot of it we didn't record. A lot of it we did. Uh, this next thing that you're going to be hearing about is air quality, something that we've really been uh, very concerned about with, uh, you know, especially lately with all the smoke in the air, that ability to breathe good air and how important it is to us is what he's going to be talking about here. And again, it's a video that we've we've uh, taken and pulled the audio audio out of. The unit that you're going to hear Dr. Alexander and I talk about is actually a handheld unit. It's really no bigger than like your smartphone that you can carry with you. You can actually put it right underneath your nose and breathe in this good quality air. It's a very portable device. Uh, I believe that there are other ways of delivering it other than just holding this device under your nose. Uh, but you know, enjoy the video, everybody. I think uh, um, you're gonna you're gonna learn a little bit from Dr. Alexander about air quality and uh, what's going on in our air and and natural ways uh, that the earth and our air actually scrubs itself. Uh, but of course, we you know living in the homes that we live in, living in smoke filled conditions, whatever greatly impact the quality of air. So anyway, Dr. Alexander, the company is called New Airs. Uh, enjoy, everybody. I'm going to allow you to experience good quality air for the first time in this a long time. Is not time. good quality in here? No, of course not. Okay. Of course not. Okay. Oh, my. It's just like a lightning storm. Yeah. Yeah, right afterwards, you know, when you it's, get that really crisp air. And what happens there... Lightning storm creates ionization in the atmosphere. Ionization creates a lot of oxygen, so it's that ozone smell that you that you get, right? right? But right, that's the right, natural right. that's the natural occurrence in nature. This is CES. We should be talking about these types of technologies, right? So let's let's go ahead and discuss the Chapman cycle real quick, right? Okay. 
What happens with our ozone layer? We have our solar arrays that's coming out that has solar dust in it. That solar dust has bacteria, harmful bacteria. Our ozone layer protects us from that, right? What's in our ozone layer? O3, that's three parts oxygen, right? Right below that is the bombardment cycle. That's the nitrogen elements, right? That's bombarding it because it's catalyzed by the UV sunlight. UV energizes the nitrogen to bombard the ozone that turns that O3 into O2 as it comes down to our atmosphere, and that's what we call air, right? This is that entire Chapman cycle in the palm of my hand. So is there like an oxygen cartridge, or how is this working? That's, that's the whole idea. So it, it actually takes in the N2O2, or what you call air. It ionizes the air at a catalyst sieve. Once it ionizes it, it disassociates the oxygen from the nitrogen and the volatile organic compounds. Nitrogen, nitrogen becomes a radical. Ozone is now formed because the oxygen is now uh, combining, right? Now we add sunlight. We need the solar. UVC allows the nitrogen to bombard that ozone that uh, was created in that kill chamber, creating a 95% pure oxygen on the output. No filter, chamberless filter. I mean, just catalyst sieve, nitrogen plasma, creation of ozone, disassociation of ozone to pure air on the outside. So all it's doing is taking bad air in. Anything that goes through ozone is going to totally dismember it and allows allow pure air to be generated on the outside. Because ozone, for example, I mean, if you put it in a smoke-filled room, will just clear out the smoke just quickly, like this. Yeah, it, just, it oxidizes it in the air. That's right? it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So ionization, uh, we call this... Uh, we call this ionization or disassociation of volatile organic compounds. So my mom, for example, wears yeah. oxygen, right? I mean, would this be a replacement for her it, doing that? Tankless oxygen. No tank, no charger. This is You can ch- charge this with, with your phone charger. And this is actually the size that people, a lot of Uber drivers and Lyft drivers had this in their car during COVID. There's a reason for it, you know? So... You're thinking, I mean, obviously health reasons for, like, my mother. Yeah. But you're also thinking that if you have a car that does not have the features that your car has, they can just adapt it with Absolutely. This. Absolutely. I mean, look, air quality is one of the biggest discussions that we should have because air is what you consume most. I don't care what you had for breakfast today. You had more nitrogen than you had anything else. Carbon is actually your fuel. You're going to yeah. burn that off. That's but great. you actually are fueled by that nitrogen, right? And that nitrogen and oxygen. And, and just, for the, just for the viewers out there, you hear me speaking about nitrogen. I know a lot of you are saying, hey, I thought I bred oxygen. Yeah. Well, it's 78% nitrogen in our atmosphere. Right. Only 22% oxygen. Right. So right. your largest consumption is nitrogen. So what about homes that have mold and all that stuff. All of that. Help all so of I have the, the larger versions of this. Okay. This is the handheld. This is sunlight in a, in a bottle, right? Uh, but the larger versions are uh, from here to even water sterilization in the same process. Think about this. You, you guys all went through the COVID, and if you purchase a sterilizer, it had a filter on it. So then you captured all of the bacteria that you were trying to protect, you, protect yourself from. Okay, now change the filter. Did anyone tell you to put a hazmat suit on? No. Because that bacteria continues to grow, right? 
So it was worse when you were changing it out than uh, the whole time that you were protecting, quote unquote, yourself from it. This is filterless. This is the way God intended it. It's kind of like a, it, it's, it's a God device for the most part. When I say God, I'm, I'm literally speaking about the way nature intended it, right? That's why we say we, I can't even take credit for creation of this because it's true mimicry in engineering. I literally tried to do the same thing that our world was built out of, you know? This is a consumer electronics show, so I'm going to, I'm going to give you a throwback. Uh, the Philco, television, right? Yeah. Everyone had a Philco TV at one point in time in their life, and as a kid, you would throw a, a sock or a t-shirt on the face of it, and it'll, it'll stick, because it created a lot of static, right? So, it also created a lot of dust, right? You ever wonder where that dust came from? Um, I would say the decay of human skin. And that's what they've been telling us, right? Oh, so it's not. So, so this is a big educational moment. I need a close-up. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just playing. So picture, if I told you that when you, when you exhaled, yep. that was the CO2, right? right? So let's break that down into elements. Carbon and oxygen, yes. right? And if I told you that that Philco TV was actually electrifying by a static radiation, that CO2 that you emitted, crystallizing the carbon and allowing the oxygen to bond to another nitrogen so you can have air in your house. Your air that you exhaled became the dust that was on that TV. Interesting. Science 101. It's Dr. Leo Alexander, founder, CEO of Noidavani. I enjoyed this moment with you, brother. It's been good. No, no. Thank you. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Technology is our passion. Let's jump back into the conversation with Marlo and Steve. So I wonder what other types of information will start to be shared from vehicle to vehicle. So it'd be kind of cool if if somebody else's vehicle could tell me that there's a cop hiding behind that. <laughs> well, they, they that kind of have sign. that now. I mean, Google and Waze and, have that built into yeah. their stuff. If there's a speed trap or whatever, you know. Oh yeah, I, I, I yeah. use Google and it actually does show that. Sure enough, that yeah, yeah. that stuff Which shows up. Somebody has to. Yeah, yeah it's fair, I suppose. Yeah, I sometimes wonder if it's not cat but, and mouse. Uh, um, but I think, you know, if nothing else, and I think if you talk to most police officers, they understand that, and, and I think most people do, that, you know, if you're driving 90 miles an hour in a 75-mile-an-hour zone, and you know that there's a police officer up ahead, what do most people do? Yeah, it's you a safety down. thing, you know. So um, if you're coming up into a construction area, and I've noticed that a lot with a lot of the construction going on here in Vegas, uh, that they'll post... Uh, officers like a block away from the construction because people typically are speeding coming into that space and everybody slows down to the speed limit and then you come over the little rise and oh yeah there's construction going on here except for that one person who's texting and they get pulled over of course yes yes and yes yeah or there's an accident so yeah but i think that uh overall but yeah i was just thinking about that uh uh the notification so i mean can i can I hack that That's cool. and say, "Hey, your 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 blinker is out on the back right side"? 
uh, or you're, you know, or you hear the the music thumping through their their windows. So I could send over and say, your your taste of music is terrible. I mean, <laughs> hey, you left your you, oh, you left yeah. your gas cap. Your, your cover right open. blinker has been blinking for the last eighteen miles, and I'm following you. Please turn it off now. <laughs> I have to tell you, or I exit have to the tell highway. you, and, and, and I'll I'll eventually pass these people, and I'm still checking in my rearview mirror if they've turned it off, you know, and I'll be bl- trying to get them to I'll blink a little bit to try to get them to to realize that it's on. Oh my goodness, yeah. See, I hate that too, and then. Every now and then I'll go, oh. Uh, yeah, that's that exactly guy. what I was going to say because I catch myself to it. I'll go a mile down the road and go, crap, my blinker's still on. <laughs> I'm that guy. Uh, so speaking of road trips, uh, you drove I down did, to yeah. Vegas this time. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was How good. Was trip? Uh, I, think I, I think I surprised a few people because I was there for the parade, of course, and I walked the parade down on the, on the 4th of July in Mandan like I have for – a lot of years and got to the end of the block. And I had, I, you know, I had it kind of timed out that I'd get to the end of the block. I could run home in the four wheeler, get in my car and leave. So the parade is over. And, and generally we get together for burgers or something uh, like at the Elks or the Eagles or someplace, the moose. I think the moose is where we go to one of them. And, um, I got a call about four hours later. Hey, we're all heading on down over to the <laughs> for burgers afterwards. And I text back and I'm like, "Well, you know, I I'm almost yeah, I did. I actually, I actually, you know, <laughs> used my voice to text on my phone and said, "I just went through Belfouche and and Justin, <laughs> he's like, you're in Belfouche." <laughs> But you know when there's no traffic, I mean there was absolutely nobody on the yeah. road. It's it's the Fourth of July, you know. So yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a it was a it's a, it's a long trip here. I always forget how long it is to you know to get here. It's it's you know thirteen hundred eighty miles or something from. Yeah, you get to Denver, you're yeah. Like, hey, I yeah. must be well, close. I didn't go that way. I actually, I actually went across <laughs> country and came into Salt Lake and and, and oh, down okay. that way. So I went through Wyoming and. Whatever it's gorgeous, mm. and, and Wyoming is gorgeous. You know that Wyoming to yeah. the Utah area is just stunning. So I enjoyed that, and and uh, use my tech a lot in the car. I mean, I, I think I'm like you. I like I like phone conversations in the car because, and when I'm traveling, because I can get in depth with people that I never get a chance to do that before. Usually it's, right. you know, you and me, I mean, when you and I talk all the time, it's like two minute snippets, right? You know, when you and I are traveling, right. we get to talk for 30 minutes an hour and hash things out. And and that's what I like about traveling with the technology we have in our cars nowadays, because it allows you to pay attention to the road and it's no different than, in my opinion, anyway, listening to music or whatever. Uh, you're just having a conversation. It's just like they were sitting next to you. It's just fantastic. Although the occasions that my wife does not travel with me, it's like, oh, that that's the one person I don't like talking to because she talks like she's right there, which I can have a there's something different about a conversation with my wife being in person and on the phone. It's, it's a different conversation. So 
when she's in the car with me, because we usually don't talk, she's sleeping. Uh, <laughs> I actually have to talk to her on the phone when we're traveling. <laughs> she doesn't even let me turn the radio on. It's like, you turn the radio off, I'm, but I'm driving. I'm in charge of the radio, but I'm sleeping. No, you're not. Oh, That's like, funny. Great. And then when she's driving, it's like, I can't sleep in the car, so she'll have the radio on. It's like, fine, whatever. It's like, it's funny yeah, how that kind only of works one way. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm 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 smiling internally because I I think I have the same same scenario that goes on as you. We actually have conversations on the phone when I'm driving down the road. If if Alice is in the in the car, she's usually snoozing too. So I can I can relate. Oh, yeah. To that. You know the so you've driven autonomous vehicles and flying vehicles. I didn't drive the flying, uh, flying vehicle. I, I, I just rode along. Yeah. No, okay. Rode along. Um, yeah. Autonomous flying vehicles. So I, I think about the productivity side of that. So, you know, living in North Dakota, I have, you know, it, 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 as opposed to living in an urban area where somebody has an hour and a half commute to work. Okay, in an hour and a half, I'm at the next ma- right. major population center. Uh, it, it's just the way we travel. It, it, the commute's different. And I can drive for an hour and a half and get 95 miles. And in somebody in a big city can have an hour and a half commute right. and get 12 miles. Um, but I'm productive in that hour and a half because less distractions and I can concentrate on driving plus you know phone calls or do something else have you ever noticed how unproductive you are in a big city traffic situation on your commute you, you people that take trains it's different but people who have to drive for an hour and a half commute you're, well, you're not productive in that hour and a half yeah Stop, it's extremely start, stressful. you got three three cars on the right of you three cars on the left you got motorcycles zipping by you. That's the thing. In between the in cars. In between the cars. I mean, I understand that they want to get someplace too. It just seems so dangerous. Oh my goodness. I just Oh yeah. All it would take is somebody to move over two inches sometimes and it would take them out. I just Well, and I ride I, I don't ever do that. I ride motorcycles, I don't ever do that. And partly because it is sometimes tempting to just open your door. It, it really is. It's like you can wait like everybody else. Your time's right. not more valuable than me. Well, I, actually, I don't think, you know, if I talk to you, because uh, so in Bismarck, we're having all this construction, right? Now I'm coming down State Street, um, US 83. I was coming from Menards. And traffic zipping over in front of me it, early in the morning. And it's um, traffic's backed up. Uh, because it's only two lanes right now. And I'm going to give the police officer the benefit of the doubt that he was the last one through before the light turned mm. red. But the two cars that went after him, um, yep. it was yep. red, definitely red. And like, and I was a little more angry at the officer for not going, you guys just ran a red light behind me and not doing something. But the young girl that was the first one, and parked right in front of my lane of traffic. And by the way, we were backed up about a mile mm. in the construction zone. It, and there's only two lanes. 
the right lane that I was in was backed up, stopped, and I'm the first one there. I can't go anywhere. And she got out of the way. And then the other guy with his wife that was parked fully in and had nowhere to go because the light uh, a half a block away hadn't changed yet, so they couldn't move. And all this traffic's going by on the left, and we're backed up for a mile in our lane because this guy's sitting right there. And I pulled up about a foot from his door, and I am laying on the horn for a minute and a half. And he wouldn't look at me. His wife wouldn't look at me. But I could see her giving him an earful. Mike, forget the rudeness involved. Your time's not more valuable than mine, for, for one thing. You ran a red light to get someplace you're not moving anyway. I, I just... It ah. makes me wonder... Do yeah. autonomous... Do, I, so, I was... Well, so I'm the, still... He owed about it. Autonomous they vehicles do, fix that, right? They be the laws. Simple as that. You know, I, I remember uh, um, this was a couple of years ago. I was in a self-driving car and testing it. And it was, it's doing the speed limit, right? And it's the only car on the road doing the speed limit. And it's it, we're in eight lanes of traffic. And... Of course, everybody be, that's behind the car is getting frustrated because they can't move out to pass us because there's so many, so many cars. And finally, it opened up a little bit, and this car that was right behind us pulls out, passes us, and gives us the finger. And, and you get yeah, your that's hands right. up there that, going, that's I'm exactly not right. I got wait, my wait, hands up. And, 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 uh, <laughs> I'm not, not driving. Don't do anything. Yeah, it's kind of funny though because you know the. the the autonomous Yell vehicle the obeys the rules of the road, <laughs> so if there's a red light, it's not going to run the red light. It's as simple as that. So it is interesting that you bring that up. But the thing is, is that because you're going to be busy doing other things in your car, uh, the fact that you're driving isn't going to be a big deal anymore, hopefully, because you're going to be doing some work, talking to a friend via video as opposed to on voice. So these are things that will distract you from the actual transportation thing that you're involved with. So autonomous vehicles should have a setting on there that you can go plus five so miles So they an hour. do. It's interesting that you bring that up. It, is it a hack? It's not a hack. Do you have to know the um, hack? Because it's like how I turn the seatbelt right, dinger right. off on my vehicle because I hunt, and I can't have that going on because when you're hunting, it's, you're, you can't wear the seatbelt. You're on a gravel road in the middle of nowhere, and, and you can't have the seatbelt buzzer going off and the hack on that is okay turn the radio on and the left wiper blade and then push the seat belt button four times and then turn the defroster on and then push it twice more right, and then the, right. the buzzer will go off is, is there a hack no, like that for an autonomous vehicle and you can set it but but uh okay. that reminds me of this story so a few years ago uh i think you've met michelle lucas right and and michelle was yeah. in bismarck and uh, was on. Uh, she was at the studio a few times as well. But uh, she's a former NASA. Um, was going to be an astronaut, and then because of a, a very minor health thing, she was not able to do to become an astronaut. But she's she leads the program called uh, Higher Orbits and uh, uh, has trained more astronauts than anybody on the planet. So she's just an amazing individual. So she's coming into the town, and uh, I go pick her up. And I had just bought a brand new car. In fact, well, the car I'm in right now, right? 
and uh, it doesn't even have 30 miles on it yet. I mean, I just literally bought this and then running over to pick her up. And I get there, and we're driving down the road, and all of a sudden she goes, Oh, I see you have a Nancy nag. Exactly. A what? What's a Nancy nag? And she's looking at my thing, and it's stating that I'm. Uh, I'm Nancy still trying to figure out what you nag. said. What, Nancy. And, okay. And I'm like, What are you talking about? And she goes, Well, you. You have not an asset. This, this screen that's popping up <laughs> saying that you're one mile an hour over the speed limit, and I'm like, yeah, this thing is driving me nuts. Oh, yeah, geez. it's a Nancy nag, and it was actually a term a term coined in NASA because they had a button in the I forget in the space shuttle or whatever, and one of the people working on it, her name was Nancy. And the astronauts, because this thing would blink red all the time, they started to call the light the Nancy Nag. <laughs> so it wasn't really a term of endearment. I mean, it was they all got a chuckle out of it. <laughs> but it was, uh, uh, anyway, so I had to go in, and then you could, in, in the programming, I figured it out a few weeks later. Turn on no, the No, it was actually going, I, could, I could set it to four or six miles an hour over the speed limit, so it would stop doing it every time it went one mile an hour over. You have no idea how aggravating that was. I'm just saying. Oh, I, I, I it, could it imagine how aggravating. aggravating that was. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Let's get back to discovering the latest in technology with the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. I see somebody's listening to us. Who? The squirrels? Well, those two. Oh. Who's listening? Google. Oh. You didn't know we, you know, if... if I thought it was a clock. If I ever get called out of here, and yeah, it looks like a clock, right? But you can always have an interview with, with Google, too. You don't have to go recruit people off the street or in my office or anything. Really? Yeah. Hey, Google, you want to talk to somebody? We should actually interview Google someday. That would be interesting. It would be fun. See? She's talking to me. She is talking to you. Wow. We should we should set that up just for having a little fun someday. We you know, have, a little experiment. You know, little, it was bad oh. enough when I got over to your studios today to do the show, and I couldn't find a parking spot. You know what went through my head? What's I that? should have rode my Yarbo. Mm. I could have parked that just about anywhere. It's pretty small, though. Yeah. You think you could ride on that thing? I'd try. These chocolate-covered raisins are amazing, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that everybody else has to listen to that all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, my goodness, these things are amazing. You only think they're raisins. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Wow. Okay, so we got Google. We're, we're actually, we've been talking about this. We're going to do this. We're going to interview Google someday. Um, and Alexa at the same time. I think it'd be fun to actually. Can we have Alexa and Google interview each other, and we'll just record that? And oh, I think we could set up some type of AI. You, you and I could have our AI voices interview Google and Alexa. We should, we could bring uh, uh, Astro in here then too. Oh yeah, Astro could actually uh, run the conversation. By the way, the robot you, that's running around out here at front. You, you got your other larger version of? I didn't. I need, to, I need to follow up with those guys yeah. and get, get our large robot running around in here. That is pretty cool, by the way. Yeah. I forget the name of it now, too. And the price point on it was... Four grand. Yeah. Four grand. $4,000. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Full-size 
It doesn't have arms and things on it, though. It, no. It's more of something that you would use to take things around, like in a restaurant or like a, a hospital. Butler service. Yeah, like, I, I, I look at that. things as that. Here's the platform to deliver short. Yeah, it's a butler service. Or, or like in this instance, when I had to leave for a little bit here, I could have actually had my robot self sitting in here, and I could have just used that. You could see my face. Like that version of the Big Bang Theory that something like Sheldon that. Yes. Is like, yeah. yeah, I'm not leaving the house anymore. Yeah, sent out the robot. That's right. Could have done that. That was kind of creepy, though. I'm guessing that, that Jordan and Chris probably filled in just fine They for did me. just wonderfully. They're better Splendid. They're better than I am anyway. Yeah, so. you're out of here. Get out. They, <laughs> <laughs> they know more what's going on in the tech world than I do because they're immersed in it a lot more than I am every day. Right, but the AI side of things, and I, I, I swear every week we could do, hey, what happened this week? Kind of a weekend review of AI because things are moving that quickly. So fast. Yeah, and every every day there's this. Did we talk about the Google News service? A little bit last week, but yeah. there was more that was coming out. Yeah, so they actually have um, Google now has a news service that if you are a you know like in the AP or a reporter or whatever, you can actually subscribe to this and it will help you write your stories. Now, I don't know how it goes out and finds. So I don't know what reporter would do that because at some point you have to go, and then when do they not need me anymore? Yeah. I think they're all thinking that now anyway. Are you, are you, you, you truly believe that the strike that's going on with, with writers right now in Hollywood isn't about AI? Oh, 100%. It's all about AI. Yeah. And because they're all concerned about, you know, well, and what the actors, happens. yeah, the actors hopped on too because, yeah. Uh, the uh, it's expensive to have extras. Yes, uh, that's really the crux of where this started. And the actors, because the extras are part of the actor guild, part of AFTRA, um, and SAG, they didn't have a choice. But the production companies, the studios, would prefer to take a picture of you as an extra once and pay you for that, and then be done with you. Because. Yeah. We don't need all these people sitting around a set. And as an extra, if you're on a big movie set, there's a lot of downtime. You're getting paid for a lot of downtime. I I can attest to that being the, the actual subject of a TV show. I can't tell you how much time I sit around and twiddle my thumbs while we're filming. You're supposed to be memorizing your lines at those well, times. I don't have lines because I'm more of a reality show than I am. So you're a reactionary Yes. It's it's no different than you and I talking. We've we caught Marlo in the moment. <laughs> it's pretty much what it is. About the moment. We just set up scenes and then we chat and then they just edit that whatever they want to keep out of that, you know. So so it's easy. So how do you have downtime when you've got Latoya there trying to crack the whip and oh, make my sure goodness. that you're, you're multitasking? That's I, again. You left me speechless because yeah, well, I'm just saying. I, I, oh my I, goodness! I've met her. I know her. I uh, that cracked the whip. She's the most amazing woman in the world, but she she certainly is laser focused on stuff, and uh, that that because I'm all over the place. That can, that can that can really get she, in my he, way. She doesn't so. subscribe to our squirrel reality. She does not. Reality, does no, she? not no. at all. Not at all. She admonishes us for the squirrel <laughs> mentality. See, we embrace the squirrel. <laughs> of course we do. So the other morning, I'm sitting in a parking lot, and this has nothing to do with tech, by the way, except that I was making a phone call on my you know, tech device, device yeah. you know, right? But there's this gopher, this baby gopher, who obviously was raised by squirrels. 
What? Because this gopher seen this branch, this dead branch on an evergreen, the lowest hanging branch on this evergreen tree, and was literally ca- crawling up on this thing and crawling around on this branch, hanging by it with its two. I'm like, what gopher? Part, what part of squirrel? Are you? Because I'm. I'm. I, I don't know if this baby gopher had been watching squirrels or what the deal was, but it obviously thought that if the squirrels can do it, so can I. Well, maybe Love it that. was a robot gopher that AI <laughs> watched squirrel videos, and it was. You're really reaching, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to connect the tech part of things. Yeah, there's here. no. There's no. Tech AI here. learns. I just thought it was fun. To share that. Did you video it? I should have. I was just so caught off guard that I'm just, just watching this thing unfold. And, you know, this, this, this gopher was pulling itself up and it would fall occasionally, but it, it wasn't deterred. <laughs> it was bound and determined to get on this branch. See, so despite so. this baby gopher was sitting there watching these squirrels in the tree and went, ha, hey, squirrel, yeah. hold my beer. <laughs> Watch this. I'm a gopher. That is, that Watch is funny. That is funny. Oh, by the way, I can dig holes too. See if you can do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, squirrels are very poor at digging holes and burying nuts. Yes. Because then they also forget where they buried them. You, so horrible at that. Is it like 8%? They only find like 8% of what they bury? Yeah. It's some crazy number. Yeah. They're so busy. It's like, why bother? Loading the yard up with all these, all these. Yeah. Well, they plant, they plant We're going to plant acorns all, all over, over your place. yard yeah. and then not remember where we planted exactly. a single one of them. <laughs> we'll find only 8%. And it's only by chance that we find those 8% because we'd, we'd put so many in your yeah. yard. I'm digging another hole to put. Oh, hey, oh, hey one. there's one yeah. right there. <laughs> It's exactly what goes on. It's the craziest thing. We got to get Astro in here. Does yeah? How's Astro? Is so? Does Astro have dog characteristics at all? Oh, he has this kind of like thing that he tilts its head a little bit. I've seen that. And then blinks, you know, and you're like, oh, that's oh, so, so cute. Yeah. Yeah. How's he chasing squirrels and gophers? I do not know the answer to that yet. Well, we should find that out. I'm not bringing a squirrel or gopher in here for us to test. Why not? Because then we will never catch the gopher or the squirrel. Let him run. <laughs> well, you know, we are... I'm, I'm squirrel and you are... Not baby gopher. Oh, okay. We'll see you all again next week. And that's a wrap on another fantastic episode of The Tech Ranch. Remember, if you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270.